Hey, Chuck. My boy. Hey, uh, hold on. My other boy. <laughs> by, the, by the way, nice space ghost. <laughs> oh, political reaction space ghost. <laughs> He's had that as his like profile picture for probably about, like two and a half you years. You are fully aware. <laughs> See, the reason I didn't have it added on Skype is because we just had Steam. True. Yeah. Don't fucking eat on Mike, yeah. you piece of shit. My Steam picture. What is your Steam picture, actually? My Steam one? Uh, it's like a dude, but I can't see what the oh, dude is baby. doing. <laughs> is, is it a it's baby? It's a baby dude. Oh, it totally is. It's a baby with a pipe and tattoos. <laughs> right. uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, this is like episode two of the Load Screen Pirates podcast. It's We're on iTunes. We are on iTunes. Um, so basically, like, the first the first episode, which I don't think you, you heard, was basically us talking about E3. Nope, heard it. No, it heard it. I, I listened to it while I was running one day. That's yeah. about it. Uh, anyways, so the theme of this week, Chuck. Um, Month. And Chuck is like our long-term internet friend who lit, stayed at my house that one weekend. Um, yeah, and laid on your fake lawn. And ate my delicious, delicious pancakes. Uh, Good. <laughs> the theme this week is basically like the biggest disappointments in gaming. So... Th- that's a huge scope. Like, are we recording now? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. I'm Bobby. I'm Corey. That's. What, what's your name? What's your name as a guy? Guy, yeah, Castro Campbell, full name. Yeah. yeah. Basically, just for continuity. Yeah. So, the, like, the thing is, this could be stuff that you remember from your childhood. It could be stuff from this year. Like. At some point, I'm probably going to talk about Destiny and the hype machine that is that fucking game. For the sake of argument, can we just not count Duke Nukem Forever? Because that is just a straight-up given. Yeah, true enough. (laughs) No, like... That game was exactly what I expected it to be. (laughs) Well, aren't you lucky? (laughs) Just a bag of poop. My real, like, pride moment in that game is when everyone thought it was dead, and I'm like, no, no, it's up for grabs. It's not cancelled. And then Gearbox bought it up, and I was like, yeah. (laughs) You had faith. One day they will make a shitty video game. I was like, it's still shit, but it lives. (laughs) To be fair, that's kind of what I felt too, but I... I was hoping it'd be a little bit better. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I have a whole bunch of stuff, but, like, I'll give it to you guys first, because, like, I could just talk for hours, but I don't want to. Yeah, you to. can. Also, you... <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to take the table first there, Chuck? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> one of my major disappointments was probably just go back to 360 with two human. Oh, I remember that game. I enjoyed it for about an hour and a half. My first introduction. Yeah, it was really cool until you like got to watch the death sequences like over and over and over again. They were just yeah. burning to your brain. My first introduction to that game was seeing 20 copies of it in a discount bin. <laughs> nice. that, that is basically where it belongs. <laughs> but I like, I can persevere through a lot of shit. Yeah. And I persevered through that game and I'm like, well probably won't get a sequel, but I see worse than <laughs> It did. Sequels. Did it actually? Yeah, two humans too. They just I saw like eight <laughs> copies of that in this Two humans uh, never got a sequel. They were all cancelled. It was supposed to be a trilogy. No, I'm sure it got two humans too. Oh no. With your damn mechanical keyboard, you son yep. of a bitch. <laughs> oh man. Don't I get, Sorry. Don't get all that on me, because two humans too. 
yeah, I'm not seeing. Two human sequel announced by Epic Games, April 1st, 2014. I'm sure it got a sequel. <laughs> yeah. The player takes the role of the Norse god Baldir, who is not as cybernetic as other characters, being too human. I'm sure it got a sequel. Yeah. I, I do remember it was kind of Devil May Cry. Actually, let's no, no, it wasn't Devil May Cry. Because remember, you used like the right. Oh, it didn't. That was just. It was like trying to be different, and then it was just awful. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a, a, a cyber digital punk Norse mythology game. Which just yeah. sounded so cool, and it was just executed like so shit. I think I got halfway through that game before I quit it, because like I started dying a lot, and I was like, I'm on like the easiest difficulty. You got way further than me. And this is a game that I started playing about a year after the 360 came out. Oh, oh man, this is impressive. Hey, <laughs> IGN, that game. <laughs> man, they made X Men Destiny two. I enjoyed that game for what it was. It wasn't a good game, but I enjoyed they it. They also made Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes, which was the first time I ever played Metal Gear Solid to completion. Holy crap, Silicon Knights! So, can our video game yeah. disappointment be you? Uh, that was the game that, yeah, too human though. That, if I remember, it was the game that killed Silicon Knights. So. Oh yeah. Well, to be fair, X Men Destiny came out after that. Not that that's really a good thing, but... <laughs> Cancelled games... It just didn't last long after that. Yeah. Can Cancelled games included the original Two Human, an entirely different game that was being developed first for the PlayStation, then for the GameCube. Silent, Silent Hill The Box. And The Ritualist. Oh yeah, Two Humans 2. Yep, Rise two. of the Giants. Rise of the Giants. Two Human 3, so you're right, it's a trilogy. Eternal Darkness 2. And the little-known project Siren in the Maelstrom, The Sandman, and King's Quest. Wait, isn't King's Quest a game? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a franchise. Kind of old series, yeah. You know what's funny? 13 loved Two Human. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was weird. <laughs> it it <laughs> really was. For, for like a small amount of time. 13 being, yeah. Whatever happened to 13? We used to play He's games balding. with him all the time. He's balding now. So, <laughs> like I—that's literally I, my latest information about him is that he's balding now. <laughs> I'm talking about like, where is he in life? Is he married? No, Does he, he have kids? He's basically still working at that place he was working at before. At so, the beach. At the beach at a restaurant serving steaks and stuff. Pretty much, yeah. But I think he's like a co-manager now or something. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna link him these podcasts <laughs> after, so he'll be able to yell at me. <laughs> All right. Okay, so yeah, that's like a disappointment in gaming for me. True, like because it was hyped up. Like I find the hype machine is way too strong for certain games, like Too Human, and then it just crashes when the gameplay doesn't live Speak, up. You know, you know, a perfect like that's a perfect segue into <laughs> what Dead Island. I liked Dead Island. No, no, but I never finished it. Dead Island wasn't just like a hype machine. They went with the super serious trailer, and they was just like, all right. It was huge. <laughs> For me, it was just, when I first played it, like, it was just, like, I played it right away, and it was just a buggy, buggy mess. They should have delayed it like an extra month just to get some of the. Did you play it on a console or PC? Because I waited for the Steam release of it, and it wasn't that bad. I played on C uh, PC almost right away, but but once again, you waited a while. Because like didn't. my first experience with it was just, how did this get past QA? Well, because someone should lose their job. Because <laughs> Chuck's right. Like it had a super serious trailer in which like the daughter falls out of a fucking third story window and the dad jumps after. That her. That was an intense trailer. It's all slow mo. Yeah. After her, he, 
because uh, they were carrying her, like, into a hotel room being chased by zombies, and then, like, put her on the bed as the zombies burst through the door, she turns into one. Oh. Dad, like, flings her out the window. <laughs> she jumps on his back. Yeah, lights up. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was an intense trailer. Yeah, that shit was dark. Because I remember, like... And then the game's like, you can use a frying pan to kill zombies. That's what I did. I, like, made, like, a stick with, like, a, a harpoon strapped to it because it's an RPG that's, like, also creation sim. A, a stick with a harpoon is a RPG? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's Dead Island. And, and then you just beat people with paddles until they die. See, that didn't bother me. It was... Like, the weird items don't bother me because if you want to go with, like, really weird technology and shit like that like yeah Metal Gear always has really really silly stupid stuff but it can still like have a serious game well that's the thing Metal Gear Solid is all about like the gravity of war I, I saw some footage from Metal Gear Solid 5 which I haven't played yet because I'm trying to get through the other games first mm -hmm. but like in the first like actual level your you your main vehicle is a horse, right? Diamond horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you <laughs> is it actually you, called die? Because I know the like yeah, mercenary well, group is diamond D -horse, dogs. D horse. Yeah, D horse. But and yeah. you finish the level, and if D horse is in your view, you see a balloon just explode off his back, and he just rockets into the <laughs> sky <laughs> for pickup. Full yeah. recovery. Uh, I can just like spooch that game down your ear later if you want. Oh, I, I played Ground Zeroes about three days ago to amp myself up, and I really want to play the game now from what I've seen. Uh, a friend of mine's told me he'd loan me the collection or whatever for PlayStation 3, so I'm probably going to play that. Yeah. The original Metal Gear Solid is really good. Like, that's the one I've played. I never played 2 or 3 or 4 or the Peace Walker. I really want to um, play Peace Walker, to be honest. But I really like the stealth aspect. Yeah. And the cardboard box aspect. <laughs> the cardboard box is like... Oh, God. You can... The fastest way to get around your base is to mail yourself in the box. Really? <laughs> that's amazing. That's how you do it. Uh, so, that's sorry. that's throw, gorgeous. Throw on the table. Sorry? My biggest? There. Yeah, you haven't said one yet. All right, it's a tie. All right? It's a tie between... Um, I mean, Destiny is pretty big for me because mm -hmm. I was such a huge Halo nerd slash fan as a teen. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to actually say Wrath of the Lich King. Wow. Because I, I when I played WoW back in the day. World like, of Warcraft for the uninitiated. Yeah. Like, uh, for me, and I was in a hard, like a fairly hardcore guild at that point. Like, I was running raids as pugs and... We were we were pretty pretty stable, and then Wrath of Lich King hit, and everything went to shit. <laughs> it was just like everything's easy. What do we do? And then, I don't know. I'm bored. And then splintering of a community. and then the Lich King attacked. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Those are my two because, like, I mean, Wrath of Lich King. I guess WoW in general. WoW is about an experience that's only there for a small period of time in life. Um. And with any MMO, really, like people who play Guild Wars or Ragnarok Online or any of these games, it's really all about the people you meet while playing those games. And I get, like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, Vanilla was the best or Burning Crusade was the best. They all just added new things. They all added new things. It's all about the vibe you get with the people you're playing with. And I could even say that about our little gaming group as of five, six years ago. It was longer than that. Is it, was it longer than that? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it was longer than that, because I was, like... I wasn't even 18 when I met Bobby. I was, like... 
child. It was back. I was I was child. Making sound weird. It was back when you actively like played Xbox. <laughs> like like back at that point. It was the first year of the 360. Holy shit! Yeah. That long ago. Yeah. It was it was back when Fiddles used the Xbox as his social network device. <laughs> Which is cool. The fact that like it was just really ironic that you were in the same province of Canada as us, that even was- if you're far away. But like meeting people online. Like when I played WoW and Burning Crusade, I met drill sergeants from Louisiana and uh, folks from Pennsylvania and people from California. And drug dealers from the US. <laughs> and a dude who was clearly a drug dealer because he was always playing and you, really good at no, the game. No, yeah. I mean, me and, like, I don't know if you ever played with them, but Fiddle, you remember Dirty Aria, right? Oh, yeah. He was legitimately a drug dealer. We'd be playing Halo, and he'd be like, hold on, guys. I'll be back in, like, five minutes. I have to go sell some drugs. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) And he was the best out of all of us. Yeah, he uh, totally was. Oh, my God. I was thinking about someone totally different in my guild who would just go to answer the door every, like, 30 minutes. No, this guy would literally say, like, I'm a drug dealer. I have two phones, (laughs) one for drug dealing. Oh, my God. But... Still, the fact that you met that aspect of society, you met people from all across people the world. People you would never talk to in first like in person. Yeah. And that's cool. Like I like the fact that like three or four years or five years after the fact, Chuck's like, Hey, like I'm I'm stopping by Vancouver, like, can I crash at your place? I'm like, Yeah you can, because I've never met you in real life and that's awesome. As long as you let me make you pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know that you uh, showed me your astroturf lawn. <laughs> yeah. I still have that picture, by the way. I cherish it. Um, and so for me, like, kind of the biggest disappointment of that era is that you lose that era. So yeah. you have this experience of like meeting people and really getting to know people, and like. This is going to sound super hokey. God damn it, stop transforming shit with clicking. Uh, um, and you get this sense of, like, it, super hokey. Family, if that makes sense. No, I totally get that. It sounds like, hokey as hell, but I totally get that. Like, you meet a community of people, and you're like, hey, like, regardless of my own personal situation, like, these are people that I talk to every day, and that's awesome that they have their own lives, and we connect, and, um, you know, one of my girlfriends that I dated for a summer, like, I never met in person. She lived in Scarborough. She's married now. Like, that's crazy. But at the same time, like, we met on an anime chat room when I was 12. And we're, I'm 25 now. (laughs) It's like, it's like. I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) Um, So I guess when I say wow, it's kind of like the changing experience of people's lives within wow. And then. To be fair, with a lot of games that we play now, like, I don't know. How you are with it, Phils. But, like, back when I... Pl- back then, it was like... I'd see someone with a funny gamer tag, and I'd be like, your gamer tag is funny. I'm going to talk to you. And that's how I met 13. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah. oh, Jesus, there's people talking in this game. Mute, 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 mute. Yeah. yeah but before, it's like, the letter 13, I get it. Fiddle diddles. Who does he diddle, really, though? <laughs> yeah. no, I still get that every now and then in, like, Dota. Really? Yeah, every now and then. I've totally stolen oh, your gimmick, that's too. Different like, like, one of my favorite moments of my name, though, is when uh, I ended up going mid against one guy whose name was The Fiddler. Oh, really? So, like, oh, it, it's appropriate. We better get both go mid. Maybe we do, too. 
fiddle diddles versus the fiddler. Who fiddles the best? Yeah. Regardless, yeah, it's fiddling like time. Saying, Our diddler's the better. <laughs> and actually, like even that, like the idea of having an alter ego, like you have a name that is also you, but other people know you by that. You know, like said, "Hey, Phils, how was your day today?" Hey Chuck, how was your day? Like it's the same thing to no. I don't know if that's offensive in any way, but it's like, like for me, I think I've relatively dropped down to everything. It's just Bobby now. Like I still use like Cantor online, but it's just Bobby. Sure. Um, and for me, I still like my original gamer tag was Precaution, and I still use it here and there. But like I totally ripped off Fiddles thing about two years ago and went, well, if he's Fiddle Diddles, I'll be Fondle Dondles. <laughs> Or Prakotican. Or Prakotican, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typos. But yeah, that idea of... Yeah. And of course the other one being Destiny because I'm a huge Halo nerd and then they hyped up Destiny so much and then when the game launched it was nothing like it was advertised. Destiny, and... the best 7 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. And I was hoping they're, for... They're still trying, with. Oh, yeah. they're trying so hard. They're so hard. And I expected something to kind of bring you back to those old days. Yeah. Like, I expected something like the community I used to have with, with WoW. That community's and, still uh, there. They're all just, like, 12 to 15-year-olds. <laughs> like, we were when we played Halo. Maybe that's the thing. Like, maybe that there's new people me- having new relationships on the internet. Ten years, like, Jared younger than Subway. us. Oh, gross. <laughs> Someone had to go there. <laughs> Actually, no, no one had to go there, but I did. <laughs> You weird, man. You weird. <laughs> Anyways, so those are my two. Like, the idea of features and gameplay being not what it was is... I'm a huge fan of, like, super nerdy space operas, too. So, like, if there's a huge universe to, like, expand and explore, I'm usually going to, like, pay attention. Yeah. Um, you did pay way more attention to Halo 4 than I did, which was another big disappointment for me, because, like, Halo 4 is just like, look at this, I'm holding this ball that is Halo, and they dropped it. Yeah. I mean, the gameplay was okay, but the story was kind of just like, we're going to change the tone and the visuals and a lot of the stuff that makes it Halo. And the enemies. Well, that's kind of what I mean by gameplay. Like, we're going to add in this new thing. Was it just a different studio at that point? It was, yeah. It was the first game by 343. To be fair, that is 343 is the Halo Bungie team, but... Yeah. Well, and the thing with, like, that kind of carried over to Destiny is that... They basically pissed off all of their core staff. Like, uh, Joseph Staten, halfway through development, went like, all right, peace, I'm out. And he's like their main, not only their like CEO or whatever it was, lead designer. He was the guy who wrote all the story, uh, built the parameters of the universe, was kind of basically the main focal point of every piece of media they did. Uh, was the musician uh, Martin O'Donnell? Marty O'Donnell, yeah. And then did he, he got, leave during Destiny or did he leave during Halo 4? He left during Destiny. So a lot of his work is in there and then he got fired under mysterious circumstances. The most mysterious. So they lost Joe Staten, who just bailed. They lost uh, Marty O'Donnell. The, the vision, everyone thought like, oh, about halfway through development or a third of the way into development, they signed with Activision, which, oh my God, don't get me started on the horrible, terrible bullshit of EA and Activision. Don't worry, we won't. As publishers. Um, and you just knew, like, whatever this was going to be, it's not going to be that anymore. Yeah. We plan on having Destiny around for 10 years. It's a whole plan. 
but you won't get the full Destiny game until late a, 2015. A year and a half after it launches. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Um, Here, I'll throw out a disappointment from a friend of mine. Thank you. Shoot. If you have people who have disappointments... Yeah, bring them in. Yeah. If you want to email us a disappointment, email us at loadscreenpirates at gmail.com. Why is there a question mark after that? Yeah, that's our email. Oh, I wasn't sure. I didn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's different than just load screen pirates is like our Twitter because it doesn't fit. It's load screen pirate, like with just the T. Yeah, there's no <laughs> yes at the end of it. No, only one of you manages Twitter. <laughs> well, to be fair, we all have it on our phones. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Alright, so he got totally 100% hype train sucked in for break. Oh. Ooh, yeah, okay. That's... Yeah, that, that was a hype train. That I never played that. What that, was the deal with that? It was, it was advertised as kind of like a Mirror's Edge class-based shooter, and... So, <sighs> you had three sort of class, class weights, I guess. And it was like light, medium, and heavy. And as you go further towards the heavy side, you lose more and more and more of this parkour ability to the point where you're in people, like you lose the ability to go through certain parts of the map. Okay. Now, that kind of sounds cool and interesting because as you get heavier, you become a bigger target, I guess. But you also have more like meat on you, so you're healthier. Uh huh. And I like sat him down one day and told him like, okay, here's like this series of boxes that you can just parkour around or you're going to be able to parkour around because we're watching like one of the demo videos and I explained to him why this parkour thing sucks okay because he's like you can come at from any directions I'm like no you will aim at this spot and if you know they're moving and they don't come out this spot they're on like a predetermined path that they have to move on now oh yeah it was basically like you know in a lot of third person shooters how you have that cover slide ability yeah. It was basically just that amplified. So kind of like Gears of War where you like hold A and just move through the environment automatically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. You know what my biggest disappointment about that game was, though? What was it? It had a Titanfall-like campaign. Oh, where there it, was no campaign. It had eight levels that were just versus maps, and that was the mm-hmm. campaign. Oh. Yep. Hmm. My favorite part of that whole game was because he still like convinced me to buy it and I had like spare money at the time, so I'm like, okay, well whatever, I'll play it enough to enjoy it. I choked sixty hours out of it. Wow. That's impressive actually to like have the a game that bad that you just The game's turning blue and you're like, nope, you still owe me five dollars. <laughs> Yeah, and all I did was I just made myself big and meaty because the parkour was stupid and I got the revolver and it was the loudest gun in the game. <laughs> you could hear it no matter where on the map you were. If someone fired it, you knew. <laughs> I'm like, I'm only using this. If I run out of ammo, it's just time to let someone kill me. <laughs> so you basically... <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. So the other guy we asked, Tyler, another guy who we played games with, the first thing he Skypes us back is Brink. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish I was kidding. I'm literally like, got any game disappointments you would bring to the table? And he's like, besides Mass Effect 3's ending, which has been discussed to death. Okay, I want to discuss that, actually. But then I say, yes, and then immediately, Brink. (laughs) The entire game of Brink. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and let's, like, there's a lot of games out there. Like, Titanfall was another one for me, in which I still think Titanfall as a game is super solid in its balance, in its, um, in its execution, in its universe building, but they didn't have a campaign. And so... Think about going like just before that. If you go back a few years from when Titanfall was released, it was the other way around. Where you had these like single player games where it was like, all right, give it a shitty co-op or versus or yeah. multiplayer something. Yeah. And then they swapped it around. One of the first things that comes to mind is Time Shift. Um, I loved the shit out of Time Shift because the campaign was so awesome and the, the mechanics were so cool. But the multiplayer was like it was there, but nobody played it. It was like non-existence. Uh, time shift. It was a game. Oh, and it was a first-person yeah, yeah. shooter with a lot of like varied weapons, and the gameplay was tight. And the mechanic was you would hit buttons to fast-forward time, basically giving you super speed, and everyone else would move slow. Uh, reverse time by ten seconds, partially because the game had sticky grenades. And so the minute you got stuck, you would have a chance to go, oh, well, I'm not just going to sit there and watch myself die like in Halo. I'm going to reverse time 10 seconds, and then I know the grenade's coming. It was like, uh, what Um, was that PlayStation game? The Time Splitter? No. Uh, time Splitters was an entirely different game that is awesome, but for different Where you were the cat reasons. with the time vacuum. Blinks, time, time vacuumer, splitter, something. Yeah. Luigi, <laughs> Luigi's time travel. So there was, you could fast forward time and get basically like everyone yeah. else was slow-mo. You could reverse time to like redo the last X seconds. And there was a third mechanic in which you could blink time, I think. So, like, you would be... You would just um, skip 10 minutes or 10 seconds well, or whatever? No, it was like you would freeze time in place, but it was, like, really, really short. So yeah. you'd only do it in emergency situations. Where it's like you walk around the corner and there's a dude, like, shooting at you. And you'd freeze time, quickly melee him or shoot him or something. Um, but the game the game was awesome. But the, the, the multiplayer was so weak. Like, Chuck is totally right. Like, there was that flip where it's like... We have an awesome campaign and awesome mechanics and an awesome game, but the multiplayer is shit or we don't have servers or something. And then you flip it around and it's like, well, Titanfall has awesome mechanics and an awesome balancing and awesome, like, you know, multi-tiered parkour bullshit. Um, That game was a disappointment to me, by the way. It was a disappointment because it had no campaign. Yep. So the people who wanted only the multiplayer were fulfilled for about 10 minutes when they went, yeah, but we need more of this. And the people who are just like, well, I only give a shit about the campaign. We're like, well, there is no campaign. There's multiplayer. There's extra with... dialogue in verses. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Because like, oh. One thing that like didn't bother me about that is I don't mind games that only really if you find just for the multiplayer because... Well, I play Dota. Yeah, I, I play Dota about Dota once a month. You're only going into the multiplayer. I play Splatoon a lot lately, and yeah, that's. I got to mix. I'll be right back. Okay, but um, like for me, one of my favorite things in the game is teaming up with three people and just being like, let's go kill a bunch of pathetic AIs. And Titanfall didn't have that. You just. You're being shy behind the mic. You gotta go. I'm sorry, I'm leaning back a bit. Is this better? No, no, not what I meant. I meant I said shy behind the mic. You gotta spread your wings and talk to strangers, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but most of the strangers are 14-year-olds. Where are my drug dealers and... (laughs) 
<laughs> and where are my hearted adults? Yeah, and my Get your beer. desensitized from years of dealing with fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> Once upon a time, we were the fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> I yep. literally was when you met me. I yeah, which is hilarious, but also awesome. Like the fact that when we first met, like face to face, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm graduating like this summer or the summer after, and you're like, from university. I'm only in university, and it's like. I'm like still 1920 and I'm like in my second or third year. I was like, yeah. man, we met when we were like three years apart, which never happens in a high school setting. That's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our text-based correspondent Sorry. tells us to tell you, go fuck yourself for giving him two worlds fa- flashbacks. Well, I, I remember hearing about two worlds. What was it? It was that Norse game, remember, with the cyberpunk that we were talking about earlier? No, that's too human. That's too human. <laughs> you fucked it up. Yeah, hold on. I'm using my iPhone to message him. Yeah. Two Worlds is... Two Worlds is a recent game, remember wasn't it? Remember the cover. It's a guy on a horse with a sword. It was like fantasy-ish. I think. But, like, you mentioned, before I left to grab Mix, you mentioned Dota, and, like, I like MOBAs because I remember being on the original, like, StarCraft Brood War back in 1998 or 1999 as, like, an eight or nine-year-old, and playing games like Bunker Wars, which is, like, the precur- one of the precursors, not the only, to MOBAs. Like, it was a game in which you had five different lanes and or six different lanes that had um, AI enemies and you could buy mercenaries that were powerful units that would wander the lanes and go push for you and you would play this hero unit you could upgrade um, with stats only mind you they didn't have like abilities that you upgraded and I loved the shit out of that concept because it was new at the time. It was original. Stuff like Raccoon City by Panzer Cavalier on StarCraft, where it was like, this is like basically a eight-person survival game in which you fight mobs of enemies that are AI-controlled that just come at you. The beginning of Horde Mode? The, the, like, the Horde Mode before Horde Mode was Horde Mode. Yeah. <laughs> as weird as that sound, that in like a weird. isometric top-down strategy game. I just remember Dragon Ball Z maps because that's all I played. There were Dragon Ball Z maps, which <laughs> literally were like awesome. It was, just, it was <laughs> the best thing ever. You, like <laughs> I played it so much, as I knew all the little points where it's like go see Guru, and you'll instantly get like X amount million. of XP, and you'll upgrade from a scout to Mojo, which was like the special unit scout. <laughs> no, you'd upgrade from Goku to Super Saiyan Goku, which was with. Which was basically the same unit with a different, like... Yeah, but Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. By the way, uh, Dragon Ball Super, episode 9, they finally get Super Saiyan God. Oh, God, finally. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I kind of miss that sort of... There's a lot of nostalgia involved, which I don't think is good or bad. Because everyone has their own experiences. Like, there's kids out there when COD was first released that was, like, that was their first real game that they played. It was released when we were kids. When we were teens. But think about it. There's an eight-year-old out there somewhere who's noob-tubing in the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare was his quintessential gaming experience. It was his gaming puberty. Yeah. Like, or Modern Warfare 2, the airport level, in which you would just play and then when you started losing you'd pull out a noob tube <laughs> and I just and ran with a shotgun 
I guess in a way, like our generation, even though it's only like probably about four or five years above, like the current generation of what we'd call the kids. Yeah. Um, we were guilds before, or clans before clans or guilds were a thing. Well, back when we were like playing, clans were basically like groups of friends, and if the game had a like little number system in front of your name that you could change, that's what we'd use. That's it. I remember for a while, Tyler was like, we're going to be the 501st Legion, so we're going to be like P something number. P501, C501, A501, F501, etc. Yeah. So like as that community and that that style of community was kind of becoming a thing for the Mm -hmm. first time. I don't know. I'd like... So it, it almost seems to me like your biggest disappointment in gaming isn't a specific game. It's just us getting old. Well, not us getting old. It's it's the community you can build within a game. Um, Which is still there. We just avoid it because we're old. I don't know. If it, like, Fiddles, you play way more Dota 2 than I do. Like, I mostly play yep. against bots because I'm not good enough. Um, Scrub. God damn it. Shut I up. don't play it, so I mean... I'm, I'm going to swear at you in Cyrillic and then... Burn Nerd. your house down. <laughs> I don't know. Suka or Fiat or what? Yeah, something like that. Nerds. <laughs> like, do you see that in... I mean, granted, there's, like, selective chat nowadays. It's not just, like, everyone uh, speaks in the same chat. In Dota, you kind of either have three people that you basically deal with. Yeah. There's the people who you just don't like. There's okay. people who are just silent, and you are silent to them. Okay. Then there's the people who talk are decent, and then you like consider at the end of the match. Maybe I'll like message them, see if they want to friend up, and then just maybe play with them again. How many people do you like friend up and then actually end up playing with again, though, or messaging again? Uh, two. I have, <laughs> I have probably getting close to. 3,000 games of Dota played. Yeah. And I have a lot of people just that I already know that I play with, but just random people I've only met through Dota, maybe about four. <laughs> wow. Four out of 3,000, that's... <laughs> and it's what, like, ten people per match, I think? Yeah, it's ten per match. Yeah. Well, five on your team that you talk to regularly because yeah. you have team chat, and then five that are the enemy that but still, that's, usually are just trolling. Chat, you can talk to the enemy. Yeah, but like usually it's kind of like, haha, my teammate's doing this, they're dumb, please destroy him so we get in this match quick. My team muted me, can you tell them that I said please unmute me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I have a friend that actually happened to. Really? Yeah. It's nice. him. Or the people in those games that like auto mute everyone else that they don't know. That's me. <laughs> um, thinking back, like, do you guys have any games that were like hype machined to shit for you specifically? That you know, maybe a little bit even further back. Okay. Like, for me, Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, but you still love that game. I don't love Donkey Kong. I actually dislike Donkey Kong 64. I can't... I've never beat it. Because I I was... (laughs) Because I was so used to, as a five- and six-year-old, playing the original Donkey Kong platformers. To be fair, that game was also a -a collect-a-thon to hell. It was, but... Like, for me, going from a 2D platformer to a 3D 
sort of platformer, but with like 1,800 different dynamics and game mechanics. For me, it was like, this isn't Donkey Kong. <laughs> no, it's the DK Punch. God damn it. I hate that song, too. You know he hates it, right? The guy who made that song, he hates himself for that. Does he? He's like, I was told to make that song over, like, an e- a weekend, uh-huh. and I basically, like, couldn't think of anything, so the night before, I went to a recording studio and just forced myself to make it. <laughs> I'm still not happy with it. <laughs> If you though he, if you go to a con, if you see him at like a convention or something because he goes to like packs and stuff like that a lot. What's his name? Oh, I, I can't remember the, at the moment, but like we can Google it later. Yeah. yeah, but if if you go up to him, it's like, hey, so uh, you made uh, the DK rap song. He'll be like, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish Vic Monocotard. Vic Monier. Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. Edward Elf. Or Edric. Edward Elric. I wish he had that sort of humility about him doing the same voice for everything. Does he not have. Like, does he just hate people who say it or. Um, no, never he's, just super, he's super full of himself. Oh. But he doesn't realize that he does the same voice for everything. No. Um, also, do you guys know Steve Bloom? <laughs> of course. Yeah. He does Steve Bloom as a voice actor in every single game and he every does single movie. Steve Bloom or Steve Bloom voicing Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. As a as a bit character in every single game ever. Pretty much, yeah. Like when I was yeah. playing through Skyrim, I actually got openly angry at how many like random town guards would speak how to me. How many of you guards can't stop watching Wolverine movies? Shut up. <laughs> or took- yeah, that like happened to Nolan North as well to the point where it was in a Saints Row game where they had the Nolan North voice. Yeah, yep. I remember that yeah. too. That was like Saints Row 3 or 4. <laughs> Literally just called Nolan North. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I always play the like the gruff Cockney guy. So... You know, for I, I was mm. I played as like a big fat guy with the mono brow with the cockney voice <laughs> with flops. <laughs> I, I love Saints Row. It's just so fucking bullshit. Speaking of Nolan North, uh, in the Deadpool game, he even makes a joke like, "Who's this Nolan North guy? He can't voice me. He doesn't sound anything like me." <laughs> and it's him voicing him. Could we talk about like our disappointment in voice acting and gaming? It's kind of almost the same thing. Uh, no, that, to be fair, that my, is also a whole new can of worms. Well, my big deal is the only major celebrity I've ever enjoyed in, in games. Terror of uh, face from the porn star who voice acted in Saints Row. No. Oh, it's like fucking Liam Neeson in Fallout 3, you piece of shit. <laughs> that's your disappointment? No, that's like the one guy that did a good job. Oh. Everyone else is a disappointment. Oh, okay. And you only, like, talk to him about four times in the game. <laughs> it's just like, Daddy, I'm chasing you across the wasteland. He's like, I'm doing more important things. Your, your, your mother was kidnapped. I'm going after her. daughter. <laughs> be honest like if i deal with bad voice acting in a game i just tend to block it out really i've only dealt with one case of voice acting that made me actively not want to play a game which one uh too human <laughs> no no too it was just like bad writing and math voice acting it was welch from one of the star ocean games mm. and that's, that's a series i've never played don't worry there's a new one coming out that you can donate money to now oh. they're really really good and the voice acting is awful in, like, every single one of them. <laughs> the writing and the voice acting, but the game is really good. 
awful in like the um, it's a Japanese game and it's white people dubbing over oh, Japanese no. voice acting. Uh, they are coming to attack us. There's, there's some of that, and then there's some of it. It's actually just super bad. Oh, just like terrible. Just, just how did they just not get fired? Because I remember I used to know a guy named Willie, and the thing he tried to do to sell me on the like the first Star Ocean game ever on GameCube was like, your starting weapon is a lead pipe. You just beat people to death with a lead pipe. Oh, the first Star Ocean was on PlayStation. Oh, was it? Then maybe the game, whatever the second one was. The one with the lead pipe. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, fair enough. That lead pipe one. The, with it. the lead pipe. Although there's a lot of games that have a lead pipe as a, like a weapon you or, can equip. Yeah, it's usually like a lead pipe or a wrench. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Bioshock Two. Well, like that's another game that I. I was fine with that. It was a fun game, gameplay wise, because it basically was just like we already have this dynamic from the previous game. We're just gonna amp it up to eleven and give it to you. <laughs> you like big daddies? You can play as a big daddy. And you're super overpowered, but we're just going to throw more enemies at you as a result. Yep. Um, and the game is, like, thematically about communism instead of about fascism and basically Ayn Rand's, you know, Atlas at, at the first Atlas game. shrugged his shoulders Shrug. and said, meh. Yeah, he, he basically just Atlas shrugged and went, Andrew Ryan's a cool character. Then you beat him to death with a golf club. Yep. Actually... Uh, you know another game that I found to be a very disappointment, even though I didn't like that genre of games? Which one? DJ Hero 2. I love DJ Hero. No, DJ Hero 1. Yeah, I, I still listen to that soundtrack. DJ Hero 2, not so much. Do you think that they overused their talent in the first one? Like, they got all these big-name actors, no, like I th Daft I Punk and Dead Mouse and, and all these... Oh, no, Dead Mouse was, I think, two, actually. Yeah. Um, they got all the original, like, 90s DJs that like and then 80s DJs and 70s DJs in some cases, like, you know, Grandmaster Flash, that actually pioneered the genre. And then for the second one, they were like, oh, EDM's more popular now and no, electronic music. Because DJ Hero 1, actually, like, people are like, yeah, this is neat. Let's do this. They were able to get more recent big-name musicians, and I don't think that helped. I think that was a hindrance. Okay. Do you still have your, like, DJ Hero things? Oh my god, you do in a box over there. <laughs> it's covered in dust. <laughs> Nothing's growing on it, at least. Holy shit. just reawakened his inner DJ. He's <laughs> pounding in the clubs. We should play that later. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it. Because I have DJ Hero 1 sitting right there staring at me. That's why I thought of it. I think problem with that is, like, that whole genre of just, like... Music games are coming back. It's coming back. completely died for a while, and because they like oversaturated it so hard and now it's starting to come back. Yep. I'm actually weirdly excited for Rock Band 4 because it was more of a social experience than a gaming experience. Well, you know what's great? I have some good news for you. You can buy a whole new set of plastic instruments now. <laughs> Do your old ones yeah. work? Like, if you somehow only, find an adapter or something for the, cheap, can no. you... If you have wireless ones, I think you can for, like, the Xbox One. If you have wired ones, you're just straight up fucking with <laughs> Well, there are USB for the Xbox 360. Yeah. Though, for the record, the only plastic instrument I have is that dusty DJ tape over there. <laughs> we have a so box. This is buying a whole bunch of new instruments. 
Well, we have a box at my like my parents' house that are it's like ten years old now at this point. Um, that is like a Guitar Hero guitar and a rock band guitar and a set of Guitar Hero drums and like a mix match hodgepodge of bullshit that you would play with your friends because it was like a party game. I remember like there was a video game store in Squamish that well went out of business long ago, but they had like. I think it was like every once a month or whatever they had like a rock band contest or whatever. Pretty, mu- pretty much every video game store in like all of British Columbia has gone out of business except for like two. Except for the big name like EB Games and crap. Yeah. Uh, we got a in British stores. We got a little store that actually does super super well. Do you actually? Yep. Do you guys have like big box stores though that like compete or? Uh yeah, we have a Walmart and shit like that. But uh, and yeah. EB Games. But we actually have like a little independent guy. Like a mom and pop one? Uh, yeah, basically. And he hasn't killed himself? (laughs) (laughs) You haven't gone in to buy, like, a a new release game and seen him hanging from the ceiling? Oh my god. He used to do uh, new release stuff. He's, like, all old stuff and things like that. He actually gives you, like, if you bring in, like, a PS2, he actually gives you a decent chunk of money for it instead of, like... Well, you can sell it on eBay for... the GameStop, EB Games, and get myself, like, I don't know, five cents. Yeah. Well, old systems are, like, worth a valuable penny. Like, going to Fan Expo this year, yeah. uh, this spring, and I bought totally, like, a whim buy. An you even have buy. a Super Nintendo? I don't. I thought I did, and my mother had sold it or given it away. Um, and I bought for $20 an old Nintendo cartridge of Donkey Kong Country 2 or 3 to, like, nostalgia myself, essentially. Um, you should just frame it. I still have it. Like, it's it's at my, my mm-hmm. house, sitting in a cupboard somewhere. Um, <laughs> you should frame it. You should literally frame it. But the fact that a, a Super Nintendo goes for $300 now. Yep. Like, depending on the condition, the the how many controllers it has. $300? That, like, actually blows my mind. I do, Is that true? Yeah. yeah my, uh, we'll check right now. I'll check eBay for sure. Um, my old roommate was like, I made a photography deal because he's a photographer. He's like, I took some pictures at a wedding and got a Super Nintendo for like a hundred bucks. And it was a super steal. Um, Alright, original Super Nintendo. 66, oh, 66 dollars for a Famicom, 50 dollars. 156 dollars. For yeah. a Super Nintendo with two controllers and two games. Uh, this one comes with a gun for $200. That's the original NES. This original Nintendo oh, yeah. is, and three games the and a light gun. Still too. So, okay, well, like, depending on what you get in Console accessories. Console only $60. Man, look at the bleaching on that controller. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, little, uh... Oh, so, like, $100 to buttons. $200. Do you, like, do all, like, the little repairs on your machine and shit like that? Just keep things going? Yeah. As well? Wow. What games that comes with? Yeah. What is it? Jurassic so Park? Oh, I remember that game. No wonder it's so cheap it comes with Jurassic Park. <laughs> Alright. Oh, Killer Instinct for Super Nintendo. Oh my god, I kind of want to get this. It's $40. Just the games, though. <laughs> no, it comes with that. It comes with two controllers. One of them is like an off-brand controller. How oh. is that bit only $40? There's something wrong you know with why? that system. Because if someone wants to buy that console, they have to buy an, an old TV. Because I can't connect that to my TV. There's adapters now. You can get them. Ooh. Oh yeah, there's like... WrestleMania. Alright, there's always been adapters. <laughs> NBA Jam. Oh, Guts. What was that? Coax? Wow. Yeah, coaxial yeah. cables where you would just like 
plug it in in lieu of the cable to your TV. So every time you want to play Super Nintendo, instead of watching normal TV, you have to unscrew the coaxial cable from your cable yeah. and screw in the Super Nintendo Genesis, whatever it was. All right, this is where you are going to get wrecked scrubs. Oh. My parents were on the fucking ball, and they had an adapter for that shit where you could put two things into the coax slot. What? Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Man. Yeah. My parents got really... that after, like, having my N64 for, like, a month. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, wow. Fuck this. Um, my parents were the complete opposite. Your parents were so on the ball that they were getting advanced technology. My parents were so off the ball that when the Super Nintendo came out, I got a Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you serious? (laughs) 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 I remember having to save up. No matter what, like console was, it was a Nintendo. Oh yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Well, and it was weird because like, like my dad would play you know Mario or whatever with me, whatever. And it'd, be, it'd go from, like, we'd, he'd play Mario, and he'd be all right. Like, he wasn't great. And then, like, the N64 would come out, and we'd play, like, Goldeneye, and he wouldn't know how to handle it. And then later, <laughs> later we'd play... The third dimension just fuck yeah, with old people, yeah. apparently. and then we'd play Halo, and, like, I'd be, you know, running off, and I'd, like, he, I wonder where he is. He'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'd go back, and he'd be staring at the ground, spinning in circles. I had the exact same experience with my mother. Like, I tried They just twice. can't handle the two joysticks for looking Yeah, at. I tried that twice with both my mother and my father, and I think the original Halo for the original Xbox was kind of that experience. And they were like... I was like halfway through the level and they were like staring at the ground and they killed the dude and my mother was mortified that she had like destroyed a grunt with an assault rifle by staring at the ground and walking into him while pulling the right trigger. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, there's blue blood everywhere. <laughs> Both my parents are super RC, so the only time I can ever get them to like look at a game is like, well, come come here, this is pretty far here. This has got like a nice soundtrack. So they loved the shit out of Mist then, right? <laughs> For the original, like, Windows 95? <laughs> no, I actually never played Mist. Are you serious? I yep. rage quit Mist as, like, a young 9 or 10-year-old. Same era as um, StarCraft, because my, my cousin, who is, like, 10 years older than me, was, like, 25 when I was a teen. He was 15 when I was 8. That sort of shit. Total Gen X kind of, like hipster self-righteous douchebag but Mm -hmm. he would burn games for me because apparently you could burn games on cds at that point and so i would play play these awesome games which like alpha centauri i remember that i didn't know who the fuck sid meyer was let alone what the hell (laughs) alpha centauri was i didn't know that was a place in space i just knew it was a game that was really hard because i didn't know how to play it yeah as were starcraft it was like I can left-click drag on units and then send them to right-click on enemies. If I click on these units and then click on this unit, these units will attack this unit. And then I can go to this room called sex and learn weird things. (laughs) There's legitimately a battle.net chat room with the name sex that I would sit in for hours and talk to like 20-something As a what, nine-year-old? Yeah. I learned so much about life. Well, like, I I remember the reason I got into StarCraft is because someone burned me a copy. Yeah. Sorry, Fiddles. Awkwardly, like, the thing where I learned, like, 
good awkward amount of learning in a game was probably the first Guild Wars. Because that game still has like one of the deepest metas you could ever conceive. I remember my ex, my, like my first major ex playing the shit out of that game because she was a furry. And you could be like a wolf man. Or a cat person. I remember the cat yeah, people or the lizard people. Uh, I'm trying to remember. She played some sort of thing in that Probably game. Probably cat. I don't know. Um, was there a race that was cat-like? No, yeah. you were human in Guild Wars 1. You were the Cummins, no matter what. Or I think I might be thinking of Elder Scrolls. Because that has yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like the original Elder Scrolls. Okay. She played the shit ton of, out of Guild Wars. Yeah. And yeah. I know, like, for me, Ragnarok Online, the Korean MMO, that was, like, isometric, top-down, 2D. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. like, tile-based. For me... Um, Ragnarok Online was it. And for her, Guild Wars was the MMO. Yeah. Like, it yeah. drew so many people in and, like, changed their lives. And well, I knew so many people who were like that with friggin' uh, that other crappy uh, browser-based one. Uh, RuneScape. RuneScape. Yeah, RuneScape. RuneScape. I, the thing that, like, everybody in there... Yeah, when they were like eight. <laughs> Everyone and their eight. <laughs> I'm just sitting here beside my eight years, and I'm just gonna go play some fucking RuneScape because mommy's letting me use the computer. <laughs> I totally hogged the computer because we had one computer for the whole family, and my mom was like a bookkeeper accountant sort of deal. So like. When she was not working, I'd be on it, and my younger brother would be like, hey, can I play on the computer? I'd be like, no, I'm talking with my guild right now. <laughs> As a nine-year-old, they're, they're teaching me about vaginas. <laughs> There's this dude I remember named XXX underscore Jesus, and he was like a 27-year-old. <laughs> and I'm like a nine-year-old talking to this dude like... So teach me, wise, wise master. <laughs> you thought you were into role-playing or something. I know. No, remember, think of pride when you look back on that, because you somehow managed to differentiate yourself from the hordes of just shit children that are online. Actually, that's true. I, I guess I could spell moderately well, and therefore the internet was not demanding on your vocabulary when you were young. Also, our, our text no, based. just that. Like, you apparently were not so shrill that people just ignored you. Yeah. <laughs> also, our, our text-based correspondent um, says that one of his big disappointments was Quest 64, which is a third-party developer. He could totally just join the call if he was not yeah. being such a pansy yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, well, until I figure out whether he's free or not. Basically, Quest 64 for the N64, obviously. What's well, Quest I, I never... Uh, I never played that game. I saw it. In like yeah, it, it's... The game rental places. Like, I even said to him, I saw it collecting dust on the rental place shelf. It has a 5.4 on GameSpot, 3.5 on Love ROMs, and a 5.9 on IGN. Love ROMs, they're the highest rating system on the internet right now. Um, but he said it was the second video game he ever owned, and he didn't own an N64. He just, play, <laughs> he just played it at friend's house, and he says it was visually unimpressive, super generic, and takes way too much grinding. As and he had this when this game was out and he was a child, so I don't think he really knew what visually unimpressive was. Chuck, what was your first game you ever remember playing? Uh, okay. This goes back to me being able to put up with lots of lots of shit. Oh no. Uh, okay. That's fair. Everyone. We would rent back when you could rent fucking consoles. Oh my god, I loved doing that. 
Okay, keep going, sorry. We would rent a uh, Genesis and Ooh. I would play Sonic 3D Blast. <laughs> not, not Sonic 1, not Sonic 2, not even Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic 3D Blast. <laughs> no, man, it was 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I... Before I got a, a Super Nintendo for, for Christmas, like when I was like seven, I remember renting a, a Super Nintendo for the weekend. And it was like the highlight of my young first to third grade life. Me and my brothers would play Mario and Sonic and we'd rent like multiple systems. And just having that system was like, Oh my god. Okay, can you guys stop bragging? Because I couldn't even rent the N64 expansion pack so that I could play Donkey Kong Country, okay? <laughs> Donkey Kong Country was for the Super Nintendo. Donkey Kong 64. It needed an expansion pack, and they're like, oh, you'll need one of these things, and they're showing me one. I'm like... Donkey right. it sort of needed an expansion pack. Yeah, yeah, but like, because it was on the box, I'm like, I need this thing. And it's like, deep, they wouldn't let it me. It doesn't actually need, like, the extra, where the fuck is that thing, ham? It mm. doesn't actually need that. Yeah. It's just a bug that they couldn't figure out. So they just, like, sold something to magically fix it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because, like, they I remember... so much money on it. One of my, my favorite games of all time was Perfect Dark for the N64. We should play that later. And I could never understand why... Um, GoldenEye, which I had played at friends' houses like very early on, was so good and it was like you could play it, but I could never play it until I got the expansion pack and like flipped up the little console and put the thing in the N64 and and gave it like one of those like engines you see on like a motor muscle car or whatever that pop out of the front of the hood. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. The little red, red top with a little black underneath. A special yep. key to get it out. And uh, I, I, of course, yeah, it's plastic tongue for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it was me and two brothers, so it was great because like a four-player game with a, a, the first console ever that had four controller slots. Yeah. Well, there were splitters for PlayStation. Yeah. True. There was. Re <laughs> remember, you could have like. Oh, I remember seeing. There was like one game. It was either. It might have been on the GameCube or it was on the N64, but you could have like eight people because you could plug in an adapter into one of the controller slots that allowed you to plug in four more controllers. Oh my god, I remember that. I remember seeing the adapter, but I don't totally don't remember any games that actually utilized it. Was no, I, I think Mario Kart for the N64 could do that, and you could do it on like what? movie theater screens, and it would yeah. somehow you you had either a modded system or something where uh, you would play on like a projector in someone's house and with a bigger screen, yeah. obviously yeah. on the wall, and you'd play with like eight or sixteen because you'd like plug an adapter into the adapter, and it wasn't sixteen; yeah. it was like. Eight minus two There's plus another four game minus two plus another. No, just four times four. You think of? No, no, but four wait. adapters into each slot. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, you could put adapters into the adapters. Yeah, but that's, that's what I meant. Like you would a do really it. Really dumb way of doing it. <laughs> I remember because like you would some some kids in my grade for their birthdays would rent out a movie theater. Yeah. And they would like hook up the N sixty four to the, the theater projection system. Which at the at that time had very rudimentary things, and you would have like a tiny sliver of a screen if you played it on a normal TV, like a rear projection TV, which were huge, not like flat screens we have now. 
And if you were in a movie theater, like it was like you having your own TV to play on. <laughs> and it was like a huge thing. It's like there are 16 of us in this movie theater playing right now with like extenders all the way to the projection box. It was a thing. It was like you needed all this tech, but it was like I did it once for a birthday party. It was the best fucking birthday party of my life. Including my like 19th birthday party where I could get fucking drunk. Legally. <laughs> I got a pinata one year. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I didn't even get, I don't think I got an N64 until the GameCube was announced. Really? Yeah. What was your the earliest game you ever remember playing? Mario Brothers. Like for the original Super Ni- or Nintendo? Original Nintendo after the Super Nintendo had come out, yes. Wow. Okay. Basically, a, a friend of my parents had got a Super Nintendo, or like a Nintendo Entertainment System, an NES, and were like, yeah, so uh, you guys want this? You have a kid, right? And my parents were like, sure. <laughs> and that's how I got it. And I just remember playing tons of Mario, and like, I played Duck Hunt for like 10 minutes and got bored and went back to Mario. That fucking dog, man. <laughs> the dog was the biggest asshole in gaming. Still is. I love how 20 years later, they bring back that fucking dog who's only ever in one game as a meme <laughs> that basically becomes his own character and then Snickers as one of his taunts. I saw a comic a long time ago where the theory of him and the duck being one character hmm. is that you shot a duck... The dog found that duck's baby and raised it because it felt bad. And the duck that it has with it as a partner in Super Smash Brothers is the child of one of the ducks you killed. How long is the lifespan of like a normal mallard duck? Too luck, too long because ducks are Satan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you okay. even have like ducks in the far frigid north, where oh, yeah. totally po- polar bears roam and the woods? At night, hey, or... I actually have seen Spirit Bear. You watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they only lived on that one island off the coast. No, no, like, Spirit Bears are like a genetic fuck up where polar bears are just breed of, like, bear. Oh. Inbred polar bears. So you have those uh, up there? Uh, no, we don't have polar bears anywhere fucking near here, but Spirit Bears are just albino bears. Yeah, but I mean, like, are there albino bears on the mainland, or are they only on that one yeah. island? You say that yeah, as if they're, they're species. They're more common in the, that island area, but yeah, they're on the mainland. The wow. can happen, like, anywhere. Huh. I should have been more considerate to the bears that, like, I shot with my fucking airsoft gun as a, like, teenager. <laughs> Eating our clover on our lawn and shit. <laughs> fucking bears. Pieces of shit. Yeah. Dude. I like how this. No spirit bear. So, species of the American black bear living in central and northern coastal regions of British Columbia. For a second, I thought you were going to say northern Costa Rica. You're reading that from Wikipedia. (laughs) Northern Costa Rica. (laughs) Indigenous bears. (laughs) Well, aren't there like sun bears? Specific subspecies, so I'm full of shit. Aren't there like sun bears in South America? So they, they do have bears somewhere in South America. Sorry, my knowledge does not expand to bears. It's mostly <laughs> in video games. <laughs> All right, here, I'll relate to video games. You ever notice, and this is like for the brief period of time I played WoW, yeah. that there were bears and demons in the same place? Bears are all the stronger. Yeah, I totally could. Yeah, 
Fair point. <laughs> fuck, fuck demons. Bears all the way. <laughs> I just remember having a quest to go kill bears and getting their eyeballs, and only like a third of the bears actually dropped eyeballs. Oh, God. Oh, Which made no sense. I was very confused. Original do- drop rates in any MMO was terrible. But of body parts, it was just confusing. For me, playing Ragnarok and dropping cards, like cards could drop from any enemy. But depending on what enemy you were hunting, they would drop cards that were amazing or shit, right? And people would like farm for certain cards to do certain things. So you would farm for a pouring card, let's say, because it did damage against demons. And so you'd get four of those, you'd gem this knife, plus 10 or plus nine, with four cards in it that did extra damage to demons. You'd go fight demon mobs (laughs) and one-shot demon mobs to drop uh, cards, cards. cards that were good against humans and players counted as humans. So you would get a, a plus 10 knife then that you would then gem out or slot out with four human damage 20% cards specifically so you could kill people in PvP. One day the metagame is going to crumble on you. It's done now. The, like the, That game is... I don't mean Ragnarok. I mean just in general. You're going to be playing a game and you're going to be getting super into all these like little mechanic things and then like there's going to be a patch and it's all just going to crumble and you're just going <laughs> to... It's funny because like... I think that a lot of, like, I'm a teacher, and a lot of students think I'm a way more of a hardcore gamer. They don't know me. And so, like, this one dude, he's in grade 12, he knows I play Dota on and off, but he's, like, a hardcore Dota player. And so, like, <laughs> he's like, so did you see the new patch notes where they buffed Horoscu and, and did yada, 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 yada? And I'm like... No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what language are you speaking? <laughs> well, no, but I'm like... I have to go grade papers. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll go on, and, and I'll, like, I'll humor him. But it's like, to be honest, when I was a teenager, the games we played were that important. It's like, you yeah. knew that this did this the, item in this game did this thing actually it's the exact me. same thing it's um, like he has a fi- like I made Leshrac and I do this build and I'm like that's awesome like that's th- the same as me playing this specific strategy in the original Starcraft where that, you're Zerg Rush that reminds me of the one time I almost got in a fist fight because of a video game oh um back when we were uh, back when that video game store in Squamish was still up I was there and I saw, uh, do you remember the rat? Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about Left 4 Dead. And I, back in the day, I was hardcore into Left 4 Dead. We all were, for a period. Oh, yeah. yeah. We all were, like, 100%. Like, I still want to go back to it because it's freaking great. The only reason I dropped out is because everyone else is fading no, away I from it. I dropped out because that game got bounced boring. It, yeah. it didn't have a lot of longevity to it. Well, no, it did, but then they, like, made it... Here, I'll let Bobby finish the story before I... Okay. (laughs) Basically, like, I had done a lot of research into the damage ratios and whatever of that game. The highest damage weapon of that game was the the automatic shotgun. Okay. Because you could click spam your trigger, and it would fire faster than anything except for the SMG, and it would just have the highest damage output. If four people had that going and went against a tank, if they threw a Molotov at the tank first, it would kill the tank in about less than 20 seconds. 
Okay. Back then, I had the actual numbers to back all this stuff up. Sure. And I was at this place, and we're talking about Left 4 Dead or whatever, and he's like, you know, brought up the tank. And I'm like, yeah, but you can kill it super fast just by using, like, a Molotov and an uh, automatic shotgun. He's like, yeah, the automatic shotgun does really good damage. And I'm like, yeah, you just spam the trigger and it's dead. And he's like, no, you just hold the trigger. And I'm like, no, you spam the trigger because it fires every time you hit the trigger. He's like, no, you just hold it and it does enough damage. And I'm like, no, it does three times the damage when you spam the trigger. And it was the only time I'd ever almost gotten in a fight over a video game because he would not listen <laughs> that the fact you could hit the trigger faster to do more damage. He was so adamant. It's like, no, it's not how you do it. And it's like, oh, it was infuriating. There's a concept in actual warfare called a hair trigger where it's just a string. that If you touch the trigger, it'll fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Like a Molotov alone would kill a tank in 50 seconds. Hmm. Here, here's my, like, disappointment with Left 4 Dead and why I actively don't like Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> so... Yeah. We played it at, like, Manila. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's when hunters could super easily, like, get their maximum, like, pounce damage. Yep. They could... Converses or single player? Anywhere in the environment. Even really... Like, yeah, because that's what you played that game for as a versus if you play it for single player. And the damage like, ratios were the same. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, you could let yourself on fire from anywhere as the hunter to get like the bonus damage. And then uh what was it? Oh yeah, and you could if you were good enough to dance around someone, you could claw them to death with the hunter really well. You didn't even need the pounce. <laughs> you didn't even need the pounce, but that was like actually hard to do because you had to be able to dance around someone. Okay. So, Tyler was good at that. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened was they reduced claw damage because people just weren't able to just, you know, shoot someone. <laughs> they reduced pounce damage and it made it harder to, like, get your maximum pounce. And then they made it so... The only one, like, I accepted was they made it so you couldn't light yourself on fire from, like, anywhere in the environment and then go after the survivors. You had to be lit on fire by the survivors somehow. <laughs> so, so you couldn't just suicide into the enemy. Well, like, no, if you lit yourself on fire, you had this massive damage boost. Yeah. But... If you let it kill you, you'd have to stand in the fire. Uh-huh. It no, couldn't no, no. deplete Once your health bar. You're, like, you're going to die. You're on a timer. Hmm. But... You're the infected if you're playing this. You just want to go for it. Yeah. Wasn't it, like, at least a two times damage bonus? But it just, like, drove me nuts because that game, like, it's so hard to win as the infected now unless you're super coordinated. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was already really hard to win as the infected. Yeah. I remember... Sorry, go ahead. We played, like, we... Whenever we were the survivors, it was just piss easy anyways. Even like vanilla when infected were more powerful. <laughs> Just run to the safe room and you're okay. Yeah, like I remember well, and like turn around every now and then. Yeah. I remember like as an infected team you had to be like, okay, we've got a good team like good spawns or whatever. We okay, I'll be waiting here, you wait here, you wait here, wait here. But even then, you'd have a bit of planning, and it's like, one of them would just leave everyone behind and just fucking haul ass, and, vote the survivors win. Yeah. Well, no, no, like, it's only because you want to, like, limit how much score they get. Yeah. And you could say you won as survivors if, on your survivor round, you just get more points as survivors. Basically. Really? You could win just just by getting more points? Yeah, no, no survivor team has to make it, but you can still win. 
Really? Yeah. Because basically, depending on how far each survivor gets, they add the score together. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so if you can kill, if you can get four people to the room at, like, decent health, and they only get three people, you can say that you won that round as infected. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, so, you know, I, if one guy just books it, yeah, fuck it, that one guy can just book it. Yeah. You've killed three of them. They're dead. They don't come back. <laughs> you shot their score in the fucking nads. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so... I, I really I like cooperative games as a whole. Like, oh, the concept of Left 4 Dead I really like. The original Left 4 Dead was awesome. I remember playing that with you guys all the time. But yeah, like, I, I totally like, get it. When it's unbalanced or people suck at the game so they nerf certain things, it's like... This is segueing into another big disappointment I had. Evolve. I never played Evolve. I never played the beta. I never played the actual game. I played the beta and, like, the, the test. Basically, every time when it was free before that's, it came that's out. That's the game where you're, like, a giant monster. And you basically you're the monster or you're, like, the people hunting it. Right. So either you're Borderlands or you're giant monster pretty badass. much you're either your borderlands or you're the tank yeah and like oh, oh don't get me started on borderlands 2 because i can do that i'll save that for after sorry okay keep going but yeah like Evolve. every time i played it it was just like okay so the the monster is not as easy to jump into as i would like and it just didn't it didn't do it like I'm sure if, if it came out before Left 4 Dead, I'm sure it probably would have done fine. But just Left 4 Dead as like a cooperative shooter, yeah, was just better. It didn't have the class-based thing, but it was just well, sort of did in versus as as Chuck said. Well, what I mean by class-based, I mean like like you never know who's gonna be the well, no, the I tank. mean like like Francis wasn't like the heavy. Yeah, Francis True. didn't have a specific loadout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Where like it wasn't like four Team Fortress two characters versus a robot or something. Versus Saxton Hale. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's hear your Borderlands 2 thing, because that's going to... Are you ready? No. All right, well, okay. For me, Borderlands 1 is one of the best games that ever came out in that giant stretch of bullshit that was the mid-2000s. Okay? Because, like, the mid-2000s were stuck between the previous generation and a new generation in terms of... Uh, gameplay, internet, connectivity, um... You're totally watching shit. Stop that. He linked that to me! Okay. Fiddles linked that to me! <laughs> God damn it, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of snowmen just fucking in a thing. Literally. <laughs> Winter is coming, yep. Yeah, it's... Uh, okay. Anyways. Anyways. Um, the original Borderlands was awesome because it was it took the WoW-based loot system, system, which added time, a bazillion. Added a bazillion. Like you could have a gun. Like there were about five or six gun parts based on the type of gun, and they had a rarity system from white or gray, which was shit, just like in WoW and other MMOs. Ranging all the way to purple plus orange, 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 which is legendary, and even pearlescent, which was like bluish, but yeah, great. The no, pearlescents were like specific builds, though they weren't randomized, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Even the legendaries had a lot less randomization to them, but yeah. Um, and so you would go through the game, and the kind of 
every time you fought something, there was a chance that you would get something amazing. And that is what made the game compelling. You just kept playing and every X amount of time, you'd find either a boss weapon that was awesome. Uh, you know, there was no weapon called the Subnautica, for example. But <laughs> you son of a bitch! I can see you on Steam. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, um, but you'd find these weapons that were awesome, just because they were fun and they were good, and they and there was no like everyone has like everyone who played Borderlands One has guns that they remember. The Hellfire. Yeah. The Atlas? Yeah. Or no, the, uh, the Atlas, uh, what was it, the Chimera? Any Atlas gun that had a times three modifier? Well, there was one... I, Chimera was the Chim- Atlas that you got. Yeah, yeah, and it had three uh, three shots, and it had a chance of shooting either electric fire or caustic. Something like that. Yeah. The Volcano. My, yeah, my two weapons were... I had, like, a perfect butcher... Yeah. Which was like, well, that was like the twelve-shot shotgun that when you pulled it once, it just kept firing. Emptied, yeah. Emptied the clip, right? But I had the one build with the siren, where sometimes you just shot more. Yeah. yeah. Just shot bullets that didn't exist, so you could end up like shooting that thing thirty times in a row all of a sudden. Yeah. You know something I liked about Borderlands One, or I guess about the developers like working on it after the game came out. Every class indirectly had another way to play it. Like yeah. Sirens. You could play it as a sniper. Mm-hmm. It had no skills that directly influenced sniping, but it was possible to choose the right skills to play it. And um, the uh, Mordecai, he had, he didn't have a melee build, but you could make a melee build out of his skills. Mm-hmm. When, when General Nox's DLC came out... They had realized this, so they released car- or class mods that in that affected these specific ones. Like there was a sniper class mod for Siren at that point. I guess I guess the glitches of the game affected how you played the game. Yeah. Um, and in essence, I love that the fact that you could have any gun that was good. You the could have specific game. guns that were good. You could have, and then in Borderlands Two, the writing was awesome. I like the writing was so good it wrote the story for Borderlands One. Sure. And so the story and the writing were awesome, but the gameplay fell through where the story improved. So they they did the same thing Fiddles talked about earlier, where they did this weird flip yeah. of campaign versus gameplay. <clears throat> so Borderlands 2, the campaign was awesome. The main the characterization of the villain, the jokes that they had, although it was meme base 2000, the meme verse, as Meme lands the meme sequel. Yeah, the pre-meme. They make a joke about that in the the pre-sequel, which is true. That's what I'm referencing. Yeah, Um, but the gameplay had converted itself to be basically like, well, we're gonna do a traditional build now where you farm bosses to get drops, and you might get the drops because it's all percentage based. Like that was still in Borderlands One, not as bad in any means, but it was still partially existent. If you get Sludge's shotgun. It's a guaranteed drop, and that's what you're it going for. Joke. You're not going to get like an Atlas pistol that has like a times four modifier for caustic. That you had to farm the queen. That you had to farm again by killing the boss, reloading, killing the boss, reloading, killing the boss, reloading, and it took away the fun of it because to uh, get the best gear in the that game. That was in Borderlands One. Sorry. To get that Chimera pistol, you had to yeah. farm the or er, farm the queen in Borderlands One. Yeah, 
But it was you could get it from other stuff at a high enough rate that the game never. If felt you got it, you were lucky. But you had to like if you were gonna farm something, you'd farm the queen. Sure, but it never felt like you had to farm certain oh, enemies no. to make it good. Because like you by playing, you'd get tons of legendary. Like you'd get a. I think everyone had a hellfire just from. Yeah, everyone did have a hellfire. Yeah, fire. playing the Especially game. Playing Sire because that was like the best. Fire yeah. was DPS build. I like how yeah. in Borderlands Two they made another hellfire because it was so popular in the first game, but it just wasn't as good. No, it wasn't. They also changed the way that like shields worked versus um, caustic yeah. versus yeah. they had a new armor type. Anyways, and swag. Part of the fun of Borderlands One was the randomness of the game. You could do. A, a fight against any bandit group in the game of Borderlands 1 and get an awesome gun. You never knew. You still needed a bit of luck, but yeah. Sure. In Borderlands 2, if you didn't fight certain bosses over and over again, you wouldn't get the gear you wanted. Wasn't there only one boss that dropped the infinity? Yeah. It wasn't even a boss. It was just a random mob in like a dumpster or a gar- graveyard or whatever. Something like that. I don't know. It was the tiny little sulfid. Sure. And so taking away a lot of the spontaneity of the game actually hurt the series. Even if the storyline and the dialogue and all that was way better. And the characters. Then like, oh, here's a random mob boss that you're trying to get a piece of a vault key from. Fight him. Um, I was, can't disagree. It was better. And so one of my biggest disappointments with both Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel was the gameplay going against what the original game had going for it. Because the original game was like a no-name company that had not done anything for a long time that was amazing. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, we're putting out this game. Here's a couple of trailers just to show you that, like, everything is random and awesome. And, oh, this game was a critical success because everything was random and awesome. Guess what? We're going to go back on that and make it and so you have to farm specific bosses to but, get certain guns. But, like... For for the company's sake, like they were, there's I'd still say they're a good company because they're like you know what we listen to the community. There's this one review we got that was slamming our writing for the story not being that great, so we hired that guy as a writer. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know any other companies that have done anything like that. Huge step forward. But then of course the gameplay designers went, yeah we're gonna do the traditional MMO thing. Though, on the grounds of uh, Borderlands and Disappointment, pre-sequel for me was the... It was basically just like, look, we're Australian. Bogans. Space Australia. Space Australia. Punchline is, we're Bogans. You, you need an O2 kit to last on the moon, because we're Space Australia, which is the moon. Get it? And, and OZ? Be- Oz? Oxygen? Get it? Get it? Get it? Australia? Get it? Get it? Get it? Beat you over the fucking head, Australia, one more time. Get it? It's Space Australia. <laughs> Have you played pre-sequel yet? Uh, I completely got off, like, the Borderlands train before that happened. He was one of the guys who went, Borderlands 1's cool, Borderlands 2 is a piece of shit. Except not as vulgar. Do you even buy uh, Borderlands 2? Uh, I got it in, like, a Steam sale for, like, pennies. Oh, smart man. Yeah, that was a game that I, like, said I would get on a Steam sale in case, like, my friends picked it up for pennies. Yeah. I won't say you're wrong to do that. <laughs> I, per- I personally, like, for me, I like Borderlands 2 more just because, to me, the story and, like, the actual character, like, development in it, like, for for the first game, it's, like, you have the, the, the magic chick, the soldier guy, the, the 
angry punchy dude and and the, the sniper bird guy and it's like they didn't really you mean have the revolver bird guy because no one actually played as a sniper yeah, they threw their bird to the ground there's a glitch in that which your bird out so fast no not really mm-hmm. you would throw your bird at the ground as your action skill and it would like duplicate the bird so you'd auto kill everything you played as melee which wasn't intended or you played as a revolver in which you'd bypass shields you'd kill every enemy yep. that had a shield the bird thing was patched out so fast like it was I think one of the first couple of patches that it was patched out the reason you don't remember that is because when you played Borderlands 1 it was on a modded Xbox with a burn copy of the game that could not connect to the internet <laughs> thus you could not receive the patch true so that's why you did not know that the bird thing got patched out super fast. <laughs> Very true. I had a roommate in university. He had an Xbox that was modded. And that was pretty much it. I just like, yo, Evo, uh, download me this game for either the original Wii or for the 360. And he would just do it. I'd pay him maybe five bucks or buy him a round of beer. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> Pretty much. I played through all of Metroid Prime 3 Corruption on the Wii, and it froze halfway through because the game was like a burned copy. And I'd never finished the game. <laughs> I'm still laughing <laughs> to at this you. day. I'm still laughing at you going, no, that wasn't patched out. <laughs> and the reason it wasn't patched out is because you couldn't connect to the internet. Man. Always on, right? <laughs> I, I want fucking Metroid so bad. Oh, oh, hey, they have a new game. It's called uh, Federation something. You play his you chibi warriors. You shut up. <laughs> Don't put that in my face. Uh, you know, okay, I, this I can already is tell a, is a is future that, disappointment for Fiddles. <laughs> is that a huge disappointment that you play as these weird Federation chibi soldiers on See, 3D? <laughs> I'm not getting mad at that because it's a spinoff on a handheld. No. I just don't think it needs to have a Metro thing. <laughs> like, what? The fuck does it have to be called Metroid anything? They could call it Federation Sports Ball and just put like the Metroid logo on the side. No, like, why is it Metroid? Because like, that, that... attaching Metroid to it just so they can attach the brand name to something to hope it'll sell better because of that. Welcome to Nintendo. Yeah. The only original game they've had in the last three years was like Splatoon, the game that Bobby won't shut the fuck up about. So good. I don't like it. From what I've seen, oh, it's because you. Like, well, it's like it looks. I ink. I splat. I ink. I die. I ink again. To me, it looks like um, Tony Hawk's like graffiti mode with guns. Tony Squids. Which they could have done Not ten years ago quids, in any game. Tony yeah. Get it right, Bobby. Are you a squid or a kid? (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't get that. Because they're a kid and they turn into a squid. Uh Uh-huh. They're a quid. That's all there is to get to it. (laughs) Or they're a skid. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a currency or, like, a loser of society? Both. I'm sorry. (laughs) Aw. Alright, do you guys have any other disappointments of gaming in the last all of your life? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. 
How so? <laughs> I, I don't... Because the game before it was Spider-Man Web of Shadows, which was like an open... It was almost like Spider-Man 2, but had its own little story and it had a good side and dark side. Was that the game, if you beat the game, you could play as a Green Goblin version of the campaign? I don't think... No, it wasn't. Oh, that was the original GameCube, like... Yeah. No, the Web of Shadows... Spider-Man, like, Tobey Maguire, one movie game. <laughs> that no, was good. <laughs> Web of Shadows was... It was an open world, and it was almost like a zombie game, except it was like symbiote zombie things. Okay. But you could go from, like, red suit to black suit by just pushing in the right joystick. Hmm. And you could raise skills or whatever, and there was, like, morality choices. Like, okay. it, was, it was a super basic morality system. Um... Um... Yeah, it was a super basic morality system, but it, it was fun. Like it was open world. The combat was almost like Arkham-ish, sure. And like it was really solid. And then um, the next game came out, which is Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions, which was like you're gonna be able to play as four different Spider-Mans. You can play Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man Noir, and Spider-Man 2020. And it's like, and it's not open world at all. It's like you have point A in a level, point B go through the level. You can't just web sling through New York? No. <clears throat> and then to, then it's like, okay, so you're already disappointed with web, or with Shadow Dimensions. We get that. We do. So you know what? We're going to make Web of Shadow, or Shadow Dimensions 2. Shadow Dimensions 2, where you can play as Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099, and that's it. That's it? Yeah. Two? In the sequel, you can, only, you can only play for as half the characters. Did they make it an open world? No. No. And the worst thing is, like, in in er, Shadow Dimensions 1, because they needed to differentiate Ultimate Spider-Man from Spider-Man anymore, because they're basically the same thing, Ultimate Spider-Man's in the black suit. Oh. It's like, why not bring in, like, like Spider-Man India or Spider-Man Zombie or... (laughs) It seems to me, like, you just want... A additional good game. Additional play styles that are just features. You just want more features for every character you could possibly play well, as. To be fair, like I want a Spider-Man game that's open world and you can wear every costume he ever had and it has good combat. Welcome to every iPhone game that Marvel puts out. No, dude, have you tried have you honestly tried the Spider-Man Endless Hunter? No. It's garbage. I'm not a big Mar- like the only Marvel character I give a shit about is Deadpool, and only if they do it like Cable and Dead Deadpool, like early 2000s style. You should try the game. No, I have it on Steam. Phone play it. I think. No, you don't. Oh, I thought I did because I was on sale. No, you should you should honestly try it. It's basically what you're thinking of. But no, yeah. Okay. Spider Spider Man games in general are disappointing for me because like Spider Man Two and Web of Shadows were good, and it just kind of fell apart. Okay. Fiddles, Chaos, Chuck. Nope. Nope. Do you have any last games that, like, really rustled your jimmies? Uh, not really. I've played a lot of games that I know are on, like, people's bottom, like, shit list, but... Okay. I got another one. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Played through them, because I'm like, ah, fuck. Whatever. See what this is. Yeah. And... I don't know, I got used to seeing it coming, like, when I just... I knew Brink was gonna be bad before it happened. And you still bought it for $8. 
I still bought it and now got my money's worth out of it. And I just accepted it. So I don't know. The dollar per hour thing works for games. Like if you get at least a dollar per hour of your total playtime, I think it's worth it. If you have fun while doing it, like if you're forcing yourself to play it, then yeah. Yeah. But I, I have to check Dodo right now for something really, really dumb. Considering it's a free game, you you're at a positive dollar per hour oh, for Dota. Oh, you don't know that for sure. <laughs> it's free. Did you pay for like skins? Oh yeah. Oh no, Chuck. To be, to be fair, yep. if a skin is five dollars and you get at least five hours out of that character, you, in your internal mind, is justified. Okay. Breaking even. Okay. How much do you think I've spent on Dota? Two hundred dollars. A hundred and twenty-five fifty. More. Two hundred. More. Five hundred. More. Oh my God! No. Do we need to have an intervention? <laughs> A thousand. Uh, less. Seven hundred. More. Oh my God! Nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> Uh, I hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you divulge, how many hours of gameplay have you got? Uh, two thousand eight hundred sixty-eight. All right, so you're two grand, almost twenty-one hundred in the hole. Okay, fair enough. Let 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 slip the numbers. All right, so I've spent eight hundred and seventy-three dollars and thirty-one cents on this game. That's a lot of skins. That's a lot of fucking UIs and courier skins and play and- Is Dota the one with Rick and Morty or is that League of Legends? Uh, no, it's Dota. Dota's got Rick and Morty. <laughs> Which, considering that show only came out like five, six months ago, that's pretty good. How many burps are there in it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't buy that skin because I don't care about Rick and Morty. How do you not like Rick and Morty? You monster. You like how much TV I watch? None. A lot or none? Oh, okay. You Dude, should. I like. I pick one show and I will watch that one show in a year. You should watch all of the cartoons like Steven Universe and Gravity Falls and Adventure Time Rick and Rick and Morty and Overlord, did, which is. Did an you anime, ever but... like Back to the Future? Uh, yeah, it was okay. Then you should watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll watch it. To be fair, there's not many episodes and they're pretty short. I can give you a list. A long, long list. <laughs> no, but I, I don't need to watch TV. I could just you okay. know, spend another $100 on Dota. So theoretically, you're at 2,100 hours played. You are at like plus 70 cents an hour. All right. Now... In terms of enjoyment per hour. Let's change and... Amp this up a little bit. I have gone to two of the Dota Internationals. Oh, how much money did you spend on tickets? Uh, it's like a hundred dollars a ticket, except so like Canadian dollar right now, it's like a hundred and thirty. Okay, so let's say a hundred, like two hundred and sixty plus the eight seventy, you're at about fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars with tax. Then, but this is still a Dota event, so you can throw in the cost of staying in the hotels there. Oh yeah, a hundred bucks a night for how many nights? Uh, it was like three or four, four or five nights oh. on the first one because it was a three-day event the first time, and then it was a week event the last time. And you stayed for the whole week. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh, did you make any money at any time from these events? 
He wasn't playing. He was watching. Well, I'm, I'm still I'm still just getting that number out there just to help with the math. Okay, so another 600 plus like 300, 400. So you are now net in the hole minus $600-ish. So he needs to play All six right. or more hours. Now... Six or more hours, you need to play 600 hours, because if it's a dollar per hour. All right, next up, let me show you... Let's see if I can find a picture of it. Okay, picture Uh, of what, specifically? Okay. Because this is an audio podcast, so, you know. Visuals okay, mean nothing. Steel Series Dota 2 Apex M800 keyboard. Oh, I have a is this of... something you've bought? Uh, I own it. Yes. I bought. I have a pair of Steel Series headphones. They're really good. The blue ones I have. Yeah. They're they're nice. So, so it's not like it's a bad brand. You still yeah, get an item out of it. Two hundred and twenty American. Okay, well, let's say you use that keyboard every day. I would actually almost omit that because you need a keyboard. Uh, I had a, uh, I got for free at PAX, last time I went to PAX, I had a cherry brown keyboard backlit from, I think, like, CM Storm. And you bought yeah. a new SteelSeries keyboard to replace the one you got for free? I have a Razer Mechanic yeah. keyboard. Oh, man, that one still works, too. <laughs> so you just replaced it because reasons. Because it was total impulse. <laughs> Okay, so never mind. You can't double play that. I'm totally replacing that 200 and something dollars that you spent. Yeah, uh, and then, like, a shit ton of shirts and shit like that. How how much? Like, how many shirts? Uh, I think I spent the keyboard and then shirts and I think I spent $500 last time. Holy shit! Yeah. So you're up two. What was it? 260 for the keyboard? Uh, it was 220 American at like 75 cents to the Canadian dollar. Oh wow! Okay, so you're looking so, at like 350, 370, something like that. Um, that hurt. So you're up at least 1500 dollars on top of what you were in terms of dollars per hour for gameplay. You are losing here, Chuck. Just just well, pointing that out. Uh, let, let me put it to you this way. I don't mind putting money into Dota because I like Dota, and as sure. long as money's going into Dota, Dota will continue. Sure. Yeah. And Dota's the only MOBA that has a million-dollar prize for the top of the world players. Like, nope. League of Legends uh, doesn't League have money. League of Legends got on the 1.6 million train a little while ago. Oh, did they actually? Yep, they did, except when they did that, Dota had, like, the $3 million prize pool. And then they had the like eleven million dollar prize pool, and then this time they had like sixteen million, seventeen million. Remember? Wow. But you're not diamond ranked, so you're not going to be like world enough to be making money international. I qualifying. never plan to do that. Like, I'm good at Dota. I don't ever want to be that good at Dota. I just don't have the commitment for it, and I know that. Okay, so you're fifteen hundred dollars in the hole in terms of dollars per hour. You're, you love the game as MOBA, I assume. Like, otherwise you would be spending this money. Um, you have a device. I mean, theoretically, you could sell your old keyboard for 50 to 100 bucks on eBay. 
Nah, I gave it to my dad because he can't see shit, and the backlighting helps him type. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Corey's try, trying to help you, and you're just, just no. <laughs> have an extra fifty dollars per hour. Nope, I gave it to my dad because he's blind as shit. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, so fiddles, you are you are minus fifteen hundred, give or take dollars. $500 short. Fair point. Okay. You are minus somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000, give or take uh, into Dota. I easily throw in the first international I went to where I spent even more money. Oh my god, you're not helping. Stayed at a more expensive hotel that time, and I spent $100. <laughs> okay. Are they all in Seattle? You have spent more on Dota than I have spent on Transformers. Which is impressive, considering the amount of... Like, there are at least a hundred Transformers in this room that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Suck it, Bobby. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys are bet. Like, my disappointment... Like, if I'm going to end this podcast... To our level. If my, if my disappointment has to be in one thing, it is in your guys' commitment to one thing in your lives. Be it Bobby... You collecting pointless pieces of plastic that indulge your weird fandom necessity. Or Fiddles, Chuck, Chaos, your weird obsession with Dota to the point where it's, I'm going to spend plus $2,000 on skins, accommodation, tickets to a game I love but I have not gotten enough hour, dollars per hour out of it. You know what my biggest disappointment is? Me? That you don't love anything enough to actually throw a couple dollars their way. I do, but only yeah, if it's amazing. Lady one day, he'll put a ring on it, and that'll be his $2,000. <laughs> yeah, one day. <laughs> one day, there's going to be like a game or something where you're just going to be like, here's my credit card. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> Just It'll be a nice lady. Her name will be Game. <laughs> It'll be the first game made by Zone. <laughs> I just think of Fallout New Vegas and go, Arcade? Yes, Ganon. Have my babies. <laughs> Fallout 4 is going to have microtransactions. Is it $2,000. Is it actually? I don't know. No. Because I'm going to play the shit out of that game. I can That's going to be that. your microtransaction. That's going to be your oh. money. Oh, which guy is it? It's Todd Howard, right? He's the follow guy? I think that's the guy. Something like that. I really hope that isn't what happens, because I don't want to lose respect for Todd Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Fallout 5 will have microtransactions, (laughs) and that's where Corey's going to spend his $2,000. Like, there's so many things in the last, like, two months that I've tried to not disappoint myself with, or, like, overcome disappointment to spend money. Like, magic cards, like... Ryan and his buddy Jose Josie is getting into magic again. Like Jose and the Pussycats. Jose, yeah. Jose and the Pussycats, yeah. Um, And you know, you have to have only one copy of every card in your deck. It's a hundred cards. Theoretically, that should be awesome, right? When I looked, I was two hundred dollars in the hole at cards I would possibly buy. Then, I'm, I'm then I was like, in the hole. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to cheap it out. I'm going to cut that by half. I'll cut the cards down by half. I got down to 120. <laughs> then I went, okay, bare bones, like the shit cards that I would possibly play. I got down to $70. For how many hours of enjoyment? Two. 
probably two to four to five. One week out of how many months in a year. So, I guess in terms of like... I have a better ratio. Yeah. Yeah, which would be funny. I never bought the card, so technically I'm I'm still positive. Jesus. (laughs) But you guys sound insane. In my in my brain, my frugal as shit brain, you guys sound crazy as fuck. I'm quoting it from now and forever. I You're insane for liking it's something. George, it's this or I pick up drugs. <laughs> okay, fair point. <laughs> You know what? I don't need to do that. Yeah, no, I please do not get into drugs. Please you, play games before you do You drugs. know what I've spent more money on than I've spent money on Transformers? Beer? Alcohol? Buying an apartment. Oh yeah, you did do that. Yeah. You're gonna go bankrupt in a year. <laughs> Because uh, he won't go bankrupt. I I have enough faith in Bobby. He's gonna go into withdrawal for Transformers. Uh, oh, be, that could be it. To be honest, I've slowly been weaning off. Cause like, I see all that extra money he spends on this bullshit collectible crap. Okay, I think it's crap. Good. Because you're um, saying that you're, you're specifying that you have a bias against anyone having a collection of something. Okay. If you can't store it in a safety deposit box, it's not worth collecting. Um, I'm pretty sure you can store all those Transformers in enough safety deposit boxes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, how many dollars per month? Um, I don't think that's cost effective. Depends Um, on the Transformers. Oh, God. Damn it. Um, Japan had a uh, contest thing where the winner got a solid gold transformable Optimus Prime. Was how many of them are, are there in the world? One. See, that would be worth collecting, though, because there's only but that's, one. That's not collecting because it's only one. Though second place got a Megatron. I think right now, a solid gold Megatron like or silver. Heist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me, I've, I've looked into it. For me, that extra. God damn it. For me, that extra like thousand dollars a month that he'd spend on crap that would literally just sit on his shelf goes towards equity in a home. Extra thousand. I've never spent <laughs> it's like thousand dollars in one month on like transformers and crap. I would say in total in your buying and collecting of stuff, I would say a thousand dollars is reasonable. In one Which month, no. DVD sets, loot crate. Transformers, cards of any sort. In one Between month? Yu-Gi-Oh! Nope. Magic, um, Fan Expo, all the things we've been to. Yeah, I, even then in one month I've never spent more than $1,000. My disappointment in gaming is in your life. <laughs> <laughs> this has just be, become a hate cast. <laughs> I, you know what? I Originally, my, my goal was, like, I'll bet lunch on the person who has the most depressing story about being oh, so, so, a game. Oh, so it's me. It's not my story. It's me. <laughs> I'll buy you lunch based on your life. On pity. Being depressing because you spend money only to be disappointed by it just sitting there and doing nothing. <laughs> okay. Since this is disappointment cast, the disappointment, the disappointing... <laughs> <laughs> let's let's end on a good note. Chuck, what are you looking forward to? Okay, fair uh, point. 
more Dota skins? Not Fallout 4. If I just have to get a game, but right Seriously? now I get through Mad Max and Phantom Pain before university starts on Wednesday. That's good. Ooh. I'll see, Phantom Pain I hear is good. Oh, it looks so good. Not finished, but good. And Mad Max I've heard nothing but shit about in terms of all of mine, the reviews I've, I've read. A friend of mine spent, I think, six hours and finished Mission 31 and got to Chapter 2. Of Mad Max? Of Metal Gear Solid. No, that'd be Metal Gear Solid. Holy fuck. Yeah. Apparently there's at least seven chapters. Dollars per hour, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so... Okay. I don't know, Mad Max is about exactly what I thought it would be. Just a crap driving game like Rage, where you're going to uh, end the I game would... super early. It's a good uh, game, but you're like, it's eh. It's better than Rage. Okay. <laughs> I would hope but so. It's Considering not, it's, it's the same game. I'm like, you know... I just kind of want a game where I drive around and just make a car. <laughs> you, you realize that every need for speed is that, right? Yeah, but it doesn't have silver spray paint. Yeah, but oh, God. I can't be witnessed. <laughs> Witness to what? Boy. Have you, did you watch the movie with me? Remind me, because I don't do quotes that well. It's just them going, witness me to Eminem no, and Joe. Like, that's Emotan the Warboy, like, big quote that the Warboys have. Well, it's when that. They totally, like, kill themselves. I live, I die, I live again. That's the one I remember. Yeah, witness me, which is what he said, um, and then he failed, and then he said, mediocre. Oh, is that when he fucking jumps on, the like, the tanker and immediately gets, like, beat off it? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's also the guy who, like, yeah. Another guy screams witness me in the movie, and then he, like, sprays a bunch of, like, chrome paint in his mouth, grabs, like, the two grenade sticks, and jumps into the car and blows up. So if you, oh. go, on, if you go on Amazon and look up edible silver spray paint, it'll mm. say this object is, or this item is mostly sold with this, and it links to the Mad Max Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is I, real. No, I believe you. No, I believe you, and I'm happy you. Why is there like, edible spray paint? Is a thing. What, um, it's a food, it's a cooking thing. What did you have to go out like one of those shiny chrome boys? <laughs> when do we have a grenade stick? Um, <laughs> edible silver. Oh God, no! Why is it that easy to find in a search? <laughs> oh, what the, oh, um, Hold on. El edible silver spray paint. The first thing... No, go up to the top. The first thing that comes up in a search is Alan Dunn's Christmas cakes. <laughs> For 2611. Oh, here we go. Okay, Chef Matter Edible Spray. Chef Master Edible... Sorry, go up. Hold, hold on. Chef Master Edible Spray. One two-ounce can... Kosher certified. Kosher certified gold. Um... <laughs> So I assume that means well, it's halal, that, that too. like a billion times better. <laughs> uh, most helpful reviews on Amazon.com. Witness me. I will feast in Valhalla, for I am shiny. <laughs> I live. I die again. Or, I die. I live again. Witness me. Uh, <laughs> I think with that one, it would be better if it's, I live, I die, I live again. Yeah. And then it ended with witness me. I just read it wrong. Uh, you will arrive at the gates of Valhalla, shiny and chrome, <laughs> with Chef Master Edible Spray. Do not be caught without, or you will be found to be mediocre. In the land of fire and blood, only the strong survive. When you must retaliate first, do it with Chef Master Edible Spray Silver. With Chef Master Edible Spray Silver, when you want to be witnessed, you'll stand, stand out shiny and chrome. <laughs> 
you better like read out the name of whoever the fuck. That was um uh I one oh one. Oi, one oh one. So very Australian. Five star rating. Because aren't the original Mad Max films filmed in Australia? Yeah. In the outback. That's where Mad Max is set. Is it actually? That's set in yeah. Australia. I thought it was set in like North uh, America. No, it's Australia. It's New, Ze- it's, it's New Zealand, I swear. Is well, I actually? think it's all the same thing because there's no ocean anymore. So in the apocalypse, yeah. the green fields of New Zealand with all the sheep will lay bare towards ocean and mountains and desert. So it's been enough time that Mad Max isn't showing up on the also bought thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was kidding that I had seen <laughs> Okay, where were oh, we? Oh, there we go. There you go. Mad Max. The art of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> There's so many cake craft shit. Why do you need, like, letters for cakes and silver edible spray paint and Valhalla shit? Why, why would you? <laughs> Spray this on my face. Had sudden urge to recklessly murder feminists for glory and a right to Valhalla. <laughs> Was this review helpful to you? <laughs> click yes or no. Yes. Why do you click yes? With this me, Valhalla awaits. <laughs> oh my god. What a day, what a price. So shiny. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's good. It, it was a good movie. I'm not, don't it get me wrong. I enjoyed the movie immensely. I, one of the managers at my workplace couldn't get past 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He's like, Mad Max isn't even the main character. He's like, he is so? like 30 minutes to 40 minutes in. Yeah, it's, but even then he's like, it, it's not even the adventures of Mad Max. It's Mad Max happened to be around for this shit. It's <laughs> kind of big. Well, no, like, the whole point to, like, Mad Max is Max is kind of just a force of nature shows up reluctantly fixes things. <laughs> yeah. And then just disappears. Yeah. yeah. He, he just happens to be there and be somewhat involved in these, like, relative... For the shitty world they're in, big events. Yeah. Fair enough. I've, I can't remember... Except re- he's, like, key to them. Yeah. Reluctantly. Because I can't yeah. remember the first two. I watched the first one when I was a really young kid with my parents. Um, because they were, like, really into it because they were, like, in their 20s and the 80s and yeah. they were like, oh, we're so hip and trendy. Huh? Um, and then I don't remember ever seeing Thunderdome. Thunderdome had Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah. That's Tina Turner. And I, Master Blaster. Yeah, because I know yeah. Master... I remember Master Blaster. Lines. But I don't... Like, I think I'm getting that confused with that you Sylvester. You true. <laughs> like, the second one is probably the best one. Is it actually? Because I get that confused with the Sylvester Stallone movie. Waterworld? No. What? Sylvester Stallone's not in fucking Waterworld. I know, but Mel Gibson is, and he also plays Mad Max. Shut the fuck up. He plays in No Water Whatsoever World and Waterworld. God damn it. Uh, no, there's... Ah, uh, what's the name of it? Not Universal Soldier. He was in that, Some other, like, early 90s movie uh, or late, late 80s Man. movie. No. I'll remember it in like eight days or Google it or some shit. Regardless, Mad Max is good. How do we get from disappointing games to fucking Mad Max? Because I said we should end on a good note. What are some good games you're looking for? And Fiddle said Mad Max Mail Your Soul, which he's playing and getting through. Really? Yeah. What about you? What are you what's something you looking forward to? I'm kind of looking forward to well, I mean Fallout 4, because if there's a series that is good. Also um, Mad Max-ish. 
No, a series that is good, period. I know, but it's also a little bit like post-apocalyptic radioactive wasteland. Well, you actually have to manage your fucking radiation in Fallout. Mad Max in the is Mad Max like, game, you kind there's of been a nuclear too. apocalypse. Where's the radiation? Well, every second it's not person actually like really so the apocalypse was. It's not actually nuclear. But isn't there radio radioactive areas though? There's radioactive areas, yeah. But the apocalypse wasn't directly nuclear. Yeah. Was it like global warming plus nuclear shit? Uh, it's never directly said what yeah. it was. Even in the it's old like movies, it's, it's never here and there. Like in the new movies, the most they talk about the old world is like. Oh, that's a satellite. We used to be able to spy on the world with and that. And watch TV. And watch no, TV. It's like things... Like, the world was already having, like, massive problems of a com- combination of, like, global warming, some other stuff. And then when things started to go downhill like that, then they also started to fight with nukes. Yeah. Right. Okay. But it's not, like, directly from the nukes. Or it was directly. just a shitstorm. So it's generic apocalypse. Yeah. Everything that could go wrong probably went wrong. Rob. Okay. All right. Well, Fallout 4, for sure. The Taken King uh, for Destiny. I'm really disappointed in Destiny as a whole. So maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I won't. I'm on the edge. Like, if they fix it enough. I'm close to the edge. No, what is that? Don't push me because I'm I'm close close to the the edge. edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sounds like Keisha. I know it's not, but it does. Hello, Coochie. Um, <laughs> Played by L. Coochie Jr. Yeah, so there's that. There's um, the new... Like, that's the thing. When you're a, a fanboy for a lot of your life, like with Halo. I love the original Halo. So I almost buy the new Halo games out of obligation at this point. The new Halo game, the cinematic trailer looked good. Whether the game itself is good or not... I have no idea. This is entirely a audio podcast, so you can't tell, but I'm looking directly into Corey's face disappointingly. And he slapped me. <laughs> well, you've been a fanboy for most of your life. You kind of feel obligated to buy into a game. And uh, and I'm waiting for Half-Life 3, which is uh, rumored to come out any day now. <laughs> I actually Bobby owns The Lost Coast which I've never played I'm tempted to go and play The that's Lost Coast that's the closest Coast. you're ever going to get that's that's the closest ever playing episode 1 and 2 that I will ever no, get actually, to, fall, uh, to Half-Life 3 Valve made a statement a while ago on Half-Life 3 yeah. basically saying that even if they did make it because of everyone's super high expectations it would just they would fail no, no they just ha- have to make like Half-Life 2 Episode three, and they'd be fine. But it's just, it's just like with Duke Nukem Forever. That's kind of how they like when they saw the reactions to that. They're like, okay, just don't make it suck because you give it like a hairstring budget. No matter how much it's good, they're gonna people are gonna be like, oh, it's not as good as it should have been. Yeah. Um. Though I'm, I'm disappointed about PSO Online, but I'm excited for Metal Gear Solid Five, Mad Max, and uh, a lot of little games. The new WoW expansion. I'm curious about. Because uh, and th- also actually in general, a lot of MMO games are going free to play as of either Knights now. Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic well, is already free to play. Yeah. Wildstar, which Wild I was Star. super psyched about, um, is going free to play on the that 29th. That was a disappointment though. I enjoyed it when I played it. The first it like, just wasn't what 10 it, it was just a. Uh, I guess it didn't get um, far in it. Guild Wars Two is free. Yeah. 
um, as they're, of now. Uh, they're releasing an expansion for it. Yeah, you have to buy so the expansion, right? It's game 100% free, and it's not like Knights of the Old Republic where there's like bits and pieces behind like subscription walls. It's the entire main game is 100% free. Ooh. Yeah, because even the original Guild Wars was you bought the game, you played for free. The servers yeah, were yeah. free. So yeah. the minute you bought the original game, you would buy expansion packs, but there was no subscription fee. So for Guild Wars 2 doing that, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You don't have to even buy the original game anymore. You just play for free, but you buy the expansion pack. So they're basically subbing out the cost of the original game for the expansion pack. Yeah. Yep. Um, so maybe one of those two I might get into. I still like occasionally play Guild Wars 2, and I'm playing it more now because they're changed how like your skill traits and things like that work so you actually get this greater variety because yeah. that's like my big the thing I didn't really like about Guild Wars 2 when it first came out is yeah. you went from like Guild Wars 1 having these eight skill slots that could make almost anything out of sure to having a set of weapon slots which were all like three were almost guaranteed to be like some kind of damage dealing thing Okay. You had the option to have two that could have like some sort of like utility on them. Okay. And then you had a mandatory healing skill. Oh. Okay, and should then it? Then you had hmm. after that you had three skills. No, you had four skills left over that you could make something out of. Okay, so basically four skills that you actually could control. Otherwise, everything else was just how you personally decided to do damage or heal or. Yeah, because it was really cool that they wanted to make it so that you could make a group out of anybody by like not having strictly dedicated tank DPS healer. Right, that's cool. Was, I like them breaking really up the. It's really cool, and I like that. And like now you just but it like sacrificed all the uniqueness of what made like the just extreme depth of Guild Wars 1 so good. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about Wildstar that I really was attracted to when they first announced it, is like, yeah, there's like the tank, the DPS, the healers, but what it really is is about area of effect and situational awareness, which to me was really interesting in the original WoW. It's like, yeah. oh, you got to pay attention to like at least what's kind of going on around you. If an enemy's attacking here, you should dodge. Well, it's the whole don't stand and fire thing, but like to an, a greater extent. Yeah, a more implemented effect. Oh, the nice thing about Guild Wars mm. is like you can cast most of your spells while moving. Yeah. Yeah. I love that fact. So, same thing. Don't stand and fire. So I guess that like I'm looking forward to maybe the Destiny expansion, uh, Fallout 4, a lot of these MMOs going free to play. But for me, MMOs need people to play with. Yeah. Um, if I have a group of people to like do stuff with, I'm awesome. Otherwise, eh, screw it. So um, the dungeons in Guild Wars basically need five people, and I know I can get five people together. <laughs> All right, Fiddles is selling selling me on Guild Wars here. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to Until Dawn, which me and a roommate of my or my future roommate is gonna are gonna play together. Okay. I did that with a few buddies, and that was that was fun. Yeah, I I really love Let's Plays where you like have people help you decide the outcome. Well, I think that's yeah. like there was that game I showed you a while ago. Uh, choice chamber or whatever where sure. it's like made to be twitch streamed and people in the twitch chat can affect the game oh the yeah. one where they like 
vote and push just like reads what's in the chat so it's like does he get a new weapon and then like yeah like bomb kind of like twitch plays pokemon but with people affecting decisions rather than just doing the game which bonus should he get more damage more health or he should just jump all the time yeah um i'm really looking forward to dark souls 3 but i don't think that's launching this fall um Uh, yeah I mean, Dark Souls is a game that, like, Fiddles and my old roommate Ryan and a bunch of people sold me on, um, which I hated at first, got into and was like, this game's fucking amazing. And I'm playing through it on Steam recently, uh, again, for the second time as a different build. Like, before I played as a Pyromancer with Dexterity, now I'm playing as a uh, Strength Endurance like hack and slash character and I'm really having fun. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm going to tell you the filthiest thing in Dark Souls 2. I played, I beat Dark Souls 2 too. So I, I played as a faith build. Armor, yep. You played a mage, stuck, put yourself in like full havels, yeah. and just PvP until you find a guy who like just actually can't hurt you. Yeah. Can I just bully them into a corner and have a God's Wrath ready to go? The second they're in that corner, throw a bunch of the giant stones down that just say thank you a whole bunch or something like that, and then just God's Wrath because they can't flinch you through Havels. Because <laughs> I did play with Havels. Like, the minute I got Havels, I, I put that armor on. I played a Strength and... No, I played a Dexterity. I played Dexterity and Faith in that game. Endurance, Dexterity, Faith. I wore Havel's armor, I speared people, and I threw lightning spears. You were Sunbro-ish? Sunbro-ish. Praise the sun. In Dark Souls, the original game, I played... Um, I, I used those, like, Japanese Uchikatana, Ayato, Dexterity, like, swords. Yeah. Uh, and then I used Pyromancy. And now the second time I'm playing through Dark Souls, I'm using all strength, all endurance, all vit. So I'm basically just playing like a little bit of pyromancy, but I'm wearing Havel's armor. I'm currently slowly upgrading it to the giant's armor, which is like the best armor in the game for damage reduction when you upgrade it fully. Um, and a giant like greatsword plus 15. <laughs> and just, just like beating the shit out of people. Like I go PVP because I've been going Dark Wraith this time. Yeah. And I just like, I teleport into people's worlds Half the time, they're, like, just trying to play through the game. I wander up to them. I, like, hit them twice, and they die with a two-handed sword. So you're just being an asshole. Kind of. Because I can do that now. Yeah. I was them the last time I played through the original Dark Souls. (laughs) Which was like, who's this dude? Oh, fuck. Sorry? I went through Bloodborne not too long ago. That was good. I, I want to play that. I want to play Bloodborne. I'm Actually, waiting for it for, on PC. My, uh, it's not going to come to PC. It's not coming. No? No. No. They're never going to do a port? No. Because no, it, spa- it was basically paid for by souls. Sony. Oh. Uh, actually, my uh, my future roommate has a PlayStation 4. And you're so going to just that, play his PlayStation 4 I'm, and do another playthrough of Bloodborne? Yeah, I was going to play Bloodborne. All the Bloodborne. Because I'm thinking of buying, like, a $1,000 computer. Specifically so I can play all these games on Steam. That $1,000 computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I My computer, like, crapped out not too long ago. Yeah. And I have a no fancy $2,000 computer. <laughs> yeah, like, right now I've got a nice, like, $2,000 or so computer. I still need to buy a new Freedom Power Supply because you might have heard it through this whole little podcast thing. It kind of goes bzzz sometimes. I'm, I'm looking on PC Parts Picker and looking at the top builds. 
and they're basically like six hundred to a thousand dollars for a modern-ish uh, quality computer. Have fun with yeah. that. We'll see. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, any other disappointments in gaming or games you're looking forward to? On a lighter note. Yeah. Looking forward to yeah. Bloodborne. I'm, I'm a positive person at one in the morning. Oh yeah, it totally is one in the morning. I'm glad we're in the same time zone. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, so you're positive in that you're gonna beat Mad Max. No, he's positive in that. Uh, I oh, am positive we're gonna beat Mad Max because that game is exactly what I expected to be. Same with the Sirius Wrath because I own that. <laughs> I, I gotta say, send you a video after this is over of uh, some Mad Max gameplay that's uh, a little entertaining. <laughs> I, I've seen the because it doesn't pause the game when you complete missions so 90% of the like the Kotaku articles I've seen are just gifts of like Max turning in quests and then getting fucking run this shit down <laughs> I saw one I guess when you look at like the, the, the skill tree or whatever yeah. and someone had like jumped out of their vehicle and went to the skill tree mid like mid animation so he's just laying there like paying me like one of your French girls <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, Chuck, any last comments? Because we're we're hitting two hours. Like basically we do this podcast like once a month. If we do a super long lucky. one, that's awesome. Because we don't want to do you know says you every week. Yeah. Says you. Okay, well fucking organize it, you piece of shit. I would, but you're on the teacher schedule. I send you my schedule via picture every week. Which is Monday to Friday. It's not that hard. Yeah, oh, but man. I can't get weekends. I actually know exactly what I'm looking forward to. Oh. 100%. Okay, lay it on us. All right. I just have to double check. Spending out. more Dota money. Uh, it is not my Dota money. <laughs> I remember playing like playing uh, Monster Hunter with you and that dude Vile. And, yep. and you guys just like, yeah, I bought this pack for $5 that gives you a chance at a set. And I was like, ooh, that's that's, like, ooh, wait, that's a microtransaction. Wait, a chance at a cosmetic set that you buy? <laughs> you know oh, in Dota? Yeah. Oh no! What happens in Dota is you have chests, which the chest will have a set number of cos of like cosmetic items in it. Yeah. And you're guaranteed one of those, but then you have like there's a rare set that you're given a chance to also get. Oh, okay. And you can get both. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the, I think it's an expansion, and it's Lisa the Joyful RPG. Lisa? Is this the same Lisa that was in PT? No. Damn it. No, no. Okay. Uh, You should honestly do a reactions thing right now, and I'm going to send you the original Lisa trailer. Uh, out of curiosity, can we play it with the sound off and it'll still have the same effect? Uh, no. Okay, so I'll try Absolutely to turn the sound not. down so it doesn't get... It's fine, it'll probably pick up, because it's all via the internal sound card right yeah. now. Oh, okay. It'll it'll double play, probably, but eh, fuck it. I'll still t- turn the volume down a little bit. I so can I can edit it and compress it to be... Yeah, I gotta send this to you. <laughs> okay. That's so... Never mind this it, actually isn't the original Lisa. There's a game before this, but... Is know, that one starring Lisa from PT? No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, because I haven't heard anything about it, so you've played a little bit of Metal Gear so far, right? Uh, I've 
played a few hours of it. Here, I can check how many hours. We should add you to our friends and family list of where we just share games. You just want to play Metal Gear Solid Super Chief? I totally Chief. do. Uh, let's see. Uh, 33 hours. Okay, so you played a little bit of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> a little bit. To be fair, that is... <laughs> um, have you found the Lisa distraction thing yet? Shit. Uh, which one's that? The PT Ghost Lady one. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't think so. Basically, um, th- th- one of the distraction things you can get is like a balloon that's just Lisa that just floats there. Okay. No, I don't have that. Okay. Alright, so, experience this trailer. <laughs> <gasps> Okay, Lisa 2014. Oh, I know this game! What the hell? This is the game where you play as just some random bearded dude with a mullet. And it's like an RPG where people permanently die, kind of like Fire Emblem. And at the same time, you're trying to protect this baby and go through the game. It's post-apocalyptic. So, Baby baby Mario. Kind of. Except... (laughs) He dropped it. He dropped the baby. He's lost his hair. Yeah, he's bald. A sea of dipshits. It's very nihilistic. Like, people play Russian roulette, and you gain yeah, party members. Yes. A game by Dingling. It's super depressing. Uh, there's actually a demo out there right now. I think it's real. Yeah. <laughs> you get a bike. There's a guy with a tiger head. I want to play so badly. I don't play turn-based, but... It's pretty funny. Let's put it that way. It's a dude basically just raising a baby on his own. This reminds me of something else. The baby gets, like, kidnapped right away. Yeah. And, uh... No, like, the baby gets to be, like... I don't know, like a 12-year-old or some shit? Except yeah. she gets kidnapped, and there are no women in this world. Really? None? Yeah. All the women disappeared. And the, the main character's name is Brad. He's just got a beard, a shitty, like, balding mullet. And a scar. <laughs> and a scar over his eye. Yeah. And it's also set... a lot of trailer, he doesn't have either of his arms. Doesn't he? No, you can lose your arms in the game. It affects how you fight. Wow, like on top of the fucking Russian roulette to lose characters for permanent? Yeah. Wow. Like, that scar over his eye, he's actually missing an eye. Oh, shit. Um, And that actually reminds me of another game I'm actually really excited for. Okay. Uh, Barkley 2. Oh, yeah. Shut up and jam, Gaiden. Yeah. Uh, So, you weren't at PAX this year, were you, Fiddle? Uh, no, I either go to PAX or I go to the Dota. Okay, so... There was a Barkley 2 booth. Can we go to PAX next year? God, I want to. We should. Fiddles, will you go to PAX next year and just hang out with yeah. us? Sure. I'll go with you guys. Okay, deal. Um, so, there was a, a Barkley 2 booth. Yeah. Uh, there was a thing where you walk into it, and you go, go into like this little back room where it's just like one person at a time, and there's a wizard. Yeah. They could do dress up as a wizard. And he just like... Starts asking you like all these questions and stuff, and you fill out like your name and your age and your gender and all this kind of stuff. Okay. And he starts asking you weird questions, and then he says, "Take your, t- take this, uh, get get a gummy or a gumball from this machine. Show me the color. Put your hand down on this, and starts getting you to do like weird things." Okay. And then after all of this, he prints out a little piece of paper with a code, and that's the ca- character creation. 
Oh, so it's kind of like Fallout, but like Except super weird. roundabout. Yeah, and super weird. Like the color of the gumball is like your soul. What? Yeah. It's weird, and it's and it, it gives you a code that's actually your character's creation. So you, when when the game comes out, you can actually put that code in, and have your character made. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And I guess they could only do, like, 20 a day because it took, like, half an hour to an hour. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty hardcore. Yes. So, okay. At least from what I've heard, because I wasn't obviously there. So, yeah. Any other upcoming non-disappointments? Because we're over, like, two and a quarter right now. (laughs) This is longer than our previous podcast, and I thought the previous one was going to be, like, the longest. Because we had no format. If you ever just, like, did one that was just, like, talk about weird little independent games, I could probably just talk Honestly, about it. every single podcast, I'm trying to have a theme to it to, like, keep us on track somewhat. So yeah, this... That okay, went well. I will give it to you guys. Who do you think had the most disappointment, like, the highest disappointment in an upcoming game that we talked about in the last two hours? In an upcoming game? We don't know because we don't know yet. Our entire in our entire life, let's say. I'd honestly say the most disappointment was Duke Nukem Forever, just because everyone's hype was so high for it. Just because it's uh, Duke Nukem Forever. Okay, you brought that up, so you're yeah. pandering to yourself a little bit. But. Well, I am, but that, that's why I brought it up. Okay. Uh, I don't know about like personally between the three of us. I guess I could say that for like gaming as a whole. I don't know. Sure. Well, let's say uh, like you can't vote for your own oh, okay. game that you brought up. Who would you give the free lunch to? Free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you lunch fiddles the next time I see you. I'm doing more now because I'm like, I want to see how you're going to get me free lunch. I'm just probably going to order a pizza to your house. Like, I call the local <laughs> P- Prince George <laughs> Pizzeria. I have your home phone number, but not your personal phone number. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't have, a, like, a cell phone until December. Do you have a cell phone now? Yeah. Okay, don't give us your number right now because this will be published onto our podcast. <laughs> I can I can bleep it out, but like yeah, but will you? Yeah, I would. Um, like I can totally call us home right now. <laughs> I remember texting him stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, my parents got this weird text of voice <laughs> bullshit on our landline." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I learned something that day. <laughs> I'd totally just like find out your home address, <laughs> or like, I want to order this to the Campbell's house and hope whoever the pizzeria like service people are, they knew who the Campbell's are in Prince George. I don't know. Oh, okay, that works. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to my fucking phone and text you all the fucking time now. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, Okay, so I would say that. Hmm, that's a hard, hard question actually. Uh, I'll go a roundabout way of voting for myself, and I'll say Tyler with Brink was correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have to order a pizza. We can do that too, to be fair. Oh, it's and super easy to actually, order come pizza to, to it, South Dakota. Come to think of it, I would agree with you on that. I'm actually gonna give it to um, Fiddles and Two Human. Because that game was like the first major 360 game that came out. And I remember the hype train for that game. Like, this is the first live action RPG uh, 360 game. And I played it and it was shit. So I'm going to give it to Fiddles. So you're the tiebreaker, Bobby. You're giving it to. I already said Brink. 
No, I'm gonna take my break back. If I don't, then I'm <laughs> Fuck you, Tyler. You're not getting food. <laughs> I would totally give it to Tyler instead of fucking Chuck. <laughs> just like order pizzas of Watertown, fucking oh, South Dakota. Think, though, it's so much cheaper for me because I'm a little skinny bastard, and uh, you don't have to deal with the American dollar then. True. Very true. I mean, Visa just automatically does the exchange rate. Yeah, but I was in Seattle last last summer, and it's like I should get out cash before I go because, like, in American, it's gonna be. And it's like, no, you just use your Visa card for everything. Like, I literally never took out cash in America. You're not losing money on exchange rate. No, I lost a little bit of money, but like, I just used my Visa for everything, and it was never an issue of having to like worry about it. Yeah, but I just mean it's more expensive. <laughs> True time. enough. Okay, so you're taking back your break. Who are you going to give it to then? Uh, I'll actually give it to you because I do hate Destiny and the hype it got. Yeah, okay. It's, so it's, like the... it's, it's just a gun game. All right, so you're saying Brink. Fiddles says Destiny. I say Fiddles. That's a three-way tie. You sons of bitches. To be fair, blame him. Because <laughs> Tyler would have got a lunch either way. Do you still have the Scholarly <laughs> Gentleman's Club? Uh... Nah, most people have, like, graduated. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, how do we break this tie? Uh, should I get out the Fable coin? Oh, to be fair, I've got mine down there, too. Okay, sure. Wait, how do you flip a coin between three people? <laughs> you make it work. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, flip, flip the Fable coin. If it's heads or tails between two people, then heads or tails again, then heads or tails again, and the, yeah. the winner of three rounds... You do it down to two. This um, coin's never led me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fable. Can I talk about the disappointment of fable? Fable three. Jesus, okay, yeah. Fable uh, two and like three. I got a coin and I have value that more than the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically... Hey, hey, Fable the Lost Chapters was an amazing game plus expansion fable as one game. Fable three was not. Right. So basically, we, how about this? We all lose because none of us brought up Fable three. <laughs> I will... I Okay. I wasn't super disappointed in that. What happened for me was Fable was a really good game that didn't live up to its hype because it was like super hyped because Peter Molyneux can't not do that. Yep. He is the hype master. And <laughs> for bad, bad goddess or whatever, have you heard like that dude that won the contest and he's just sitting waiting? <laughs> uh, I think Legal Action almost got taken out over it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyways, so, sorry. Yeah, then Fable 2, I could see there was going to be problems with Fable 3 just by playing Fable 2. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> yeah. engine wasn't, like, handling the game that well. Oh, yeah. So, Plus their change from, like, a mana-based RPG system. I know system. exactly what's coming, because <laughs> I know exactly how Peter Molyneux is going to build this, and... Peter Molyneux, if you're listening to this, Fable 1 was good. Please stop making games. No, 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 no. Fable 1 and the Lost Chapters as a whole yeah. was good. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just include that. I include the Lost Chapters in Fable 1 to make it a full game. If you're just talking, like, Fable 1, Fable one it was garbage. Wasn't, it wasn't... I wouldn't say it's garbage. It just garbage. Wasn't, it wasn't good. The Lost Chapters right. just made it good. Okay. So Flip the coin. Who wants blue? Who wants red? Uh, red. Evil all the way. I totally go Paragon all the way. <laughs> Sorry, can I change that? Can I be blue? 
fuck is wrong with you? Okay, you two just agree on colors. Okay, what do you call them? I'm, I'm, can I be blue? Yeah, because I was going to go red, because Decepticons are the best. They're purple. Okay, yeah, but it's the negative Autobots are red. Side, but I will tell you the first flip was blue. Yes! There you go, Corey. Okay, Destiny is, no, is one. I'm flipping it because you guys did decide colors beforehand. Well, he's got the momentum now. Okay, I've got the momentum. All right. Yeah, blue again. Oh, oh, there you okay. Go. Destiny. Okay. Biggest so, letdown. First up on, uh, between me and Bobby, do you want red again, Bobby? Yeah, sure. Well, like, if you if you really want red, I'll, um, I'll concede it. No, I'm, I'm fine. I'll bet red. <laughs> okay. All right, so you're blue, Bobby. Okay. I'm sorry, Bobby. You, you loaded off the coin. You lost. So I'm out of this, right? You're out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Chuck. Let me know. I love how much faith you're putting in me to not just take the food myself. You know what? I, I think if you're willing to spend plus, like... Twelve hundred to fifteen hundred is on, on. You deserve Dota. a free lunch once. You in a deserve while. a free lunch once in a while. <laughs> so I'm going to trust you to make the truthful, honest decision. All right, you want blue or red? I'll be blue. Paragon all the way. Okay. Well, you can buy yourself a lunch, sir. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know so what's really funny? Destiny is the biggest letdown in terms of hype machine in the last. Thanks while. to a coin flip. Thanks to a coin flip. Also, I just want to point Thanks out... Thanks to a Fable 3 Special Edition coin flip. <laughs> wow, the disappointment coin is real. <laughs> That's like, okay, that officially has to be a thing, the disappointment coin. <laughs> the disappointment coin. You have one, he has one. Yeah, we can do this, we can make this work. Actually, you know, the the two things... Oh, okay, so the Fable, Fable 3 had three redeeming qualities. Okay. The coin, the deck of cards, oh my God. the book it came in. <laughs> Look at this. So everything that you got as a fucking collector's edition was better than the game itself. That's and, the, and then it's like there were so many things where I was playing that game. I'm like, well, it's almost good. <laughs> The writing's nice. If, it's if I ever meet Pete and Peter Why Mulligan, you guys, any one of us that could have brought up Fable probably would have won. Yeah. <laughs> like if we had remembered Fable. That's why I said earlier we should all lose just because we did, forgot it. Yeah. So basically, nobody gets a free lunch because you're the one who's willing to buy a lunch. Sorry. And you won. Sorry, Chuck, once again. Hmm? One more time. Oh, I was just saying, well, we all lost anyways because Corey's going to buy himself lunch like usual. Yep. <laughs> I'm going we're, to... We're all the real losers here because Corey's going to feed himself. <laughs> I'm going to survive another day. Shit. <laughs> just so, points the rest of the world. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Because, like, we originally had, like, one person and they flaked. And then we got another person and they flaked. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> you're our best third choice. <laughs> For being an honorary load screen pirate. <laughs> not, not even the third wheel, I'm the third spare tire. <laughs> to be fair, I, just... I think you earned that position. Well, okay, the first guy what was actually the guy we started load screen pirates with, so I mean that's kind of a given. So yeah. I'd say you're the second spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but because of that, I think you're official now. Yeah, but Chuck's always been part of our like little gaming crew, so I I'd consider him. He's been the knowledgeable one forever. <laughs> He's been the indie one forever, actually. Okay, yeah. 
Like, he's yeah. the one who actually I was, bothers. I was the guy who, like, bought everybody Binding of Isaac that one Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Man, so I feel I like I should give you the lunch. And the visual trailer was so bad. It but, was. Like, this game has to be good. You know what? I think I'm actually going to diverge from the win and just buy you pizza. Should we do that right now? Not right now. <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> one in the morning. Email us or like, like text us or something. By your... the way, did you get my text? <laughs> I'll, t- get your text? I'll text him in a bit. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, ha. Huh. Just, just to make sure that you had my number. Yeah. Um. I will I will concede to you, Mediocre. Chuck. I will I will buy you lunch as a realm of I totally put in the wrong number there. <laughs> oh oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking texted that to some random fucking I, I just sent them a picture of just Emotan Joe just saying mediocre. <laughs> oh my god. That poor mother <laughs> There you go, that's the right number. You edited it? Okay. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) So I will buy you, I will buy you lunch. I will not tell you when, I will not tell you where, but I will just buy you lunch one day to your house. Just text me your address. Whoopsies. (laughs) Man, I'm... (laughs) I'll make sure that, like, I, I do it on a night when I assume you to be home. Like you're, I'm, you're like talking to me online or something. Yeah, like I'll know you have to be home, and I'll just like order like a random meal to your house from Prince George. <laughs> so I'll give it to you. I will give it up to you, cause that's funny. <laughs> buying, buying, buying the Isaac for everybody just paid off big. Ah oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, you're. What, you chose his game, right? What? For your disappointment. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to give it to him. So, to be fair, even without the coin flips, I think you won, because, I mean, like, our text-based correspondent isn't really here, so I can just give his game that you also submitted the the win. So, I mean, regardless of coin flips, you won the... Sure. All right. So, yeah, you sent me a picture of Lego Waluigi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) You you sure did. You did it, champ. Alright, so not only do you end this fucking podcast two and a half hours in being an honorary load screen pirate, but you end with a free lunch and a picture of fucking Lego Waluigi. Actually, it's Megablox Waluigi. Oh, come on. It's the only Lego Waluigi. It's devalued by picture. (laughs) But but it's Waluigi. Wait for it. Wait for it. Alright. Wait for it. It's not happening. <laughs> fucking set. Come on, a little bit further. You're setting it to Prince George. That's basically the land of, like, snow and borderlands. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so you said it, but I gave the facial expression for it. <laughs> oh, man. You guys don't know what my thing is, do you? What thing? Oh, God, it's closer. <laughs> <laughs> Just a closer pick of Waluigi. <laughs> All right, let me. Oh my god! I'm gonna shut my phone up to my mic so you can hear what my text is. Okay. Don't worry, I'm sending more. We'll hear it. <laughs> I don't want to send. It. Hold on, one, one more time. One sec. Oh god! <laughs> it's just his eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> You're a weirdo. 
that here. I'll just do. There. Just like play this really loud in your fucking. Oh, wait, no, that's not Fuck it. You. Right. <laughs> here we are. Okay. I have the Sinistar quotes downloaded to my phone, and uh, whenever I have I Hunger Coward as my <laughs> okay. Thing. If you want to hear what plays and what is the best sound to ever fucking have as your text tone, yeah, go off in the middle of class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had it go off in the middle of a lecture hall? I've totally had this go off in the middle of a lecture hall. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to guess Paul the cops and I don't give a fuck as Corey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems like a Corey. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so this is what he got. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you send just a close-up further and further of all of these? I'm videos? gonna win! Oh my god. Alright, Chuck. Thank you for being on the Let's Screen Pirates podcast. I really gotta pee. I gotta let you go. Right. So we're two... Over two and a half hours now. We have, we have talked about what our most fucking, like, biggest letdowns of the last two years are. Plus... Two years, I think they came up. We're older than that. Plus the last rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, and some stuff. Chuck is an honorary load screen pirate. Um, yay. <laughs> yay. Don't expect a membership card. <laughs> you can upload to the, like, YouTube channel. That's what we can offer you. <laughs> to be honest, then it'll actually get some content. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh. I made him pancakes that one time. We played Nidhog. He showed me Antichamber. You know. You got your hooked on Antichamber. I beat Antichamber. It was a great game. I hey, love the shit hey, out of it. Do you remember that time that I played uh, that game with the spaceships in space, faster than light, and I got the crystal ship on my like my second run? Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Screw so, you. Like, Screw you. That's like the one ship I still don't have on the original fucking it's play like the only ship I have and I don't play that game oh anymore. Oh my god, I hate you. Also, I linked your YouTube channel. Like your save or some shit. Yeah. So yeah, thanks Fiddles. Thanks for talking with us about your biggest like letdowns in gaming. Which aren't us, happily. And the fact that have, you're like... I have a Metal Gear Solid story I would love to share, though. Okay, let's end it with that, then. That's that's it. We have to end with Metal Gear Solid. A couple of Ouija. He's gone under the chair. Please stop sending me that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I say all the ones I had. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I love doing that to people, though, just zooming in on the photo. Okay, right. go on. Give us a Metal Gear story, uh, Solid story to, to, like, send us off. So it, it better be pretty solid. So there's one of the missions you have to do early in the game is, like, stop this tank column. And first you have to figure out where it's going. So you do, like, regular Metal Gear Solid stuff, infiltrate village, get to, like, some place to find some whatever. And yeah. once I figure out where the tank column is, get the fuck out of there as fast as I can, run down the road, turn around, and start placing mines on the road as I'm walking backwards, call in more, like, another supply drop for more mines, and then just sit in the bush waiting. Okay. And the tank column comes in, and it's one tank, a jeep that has, like, a commander I'm supposed to take out in it, and then, like, another tank. Yeah. 
and the first tank just starts plowing into the mines like it doesn't give a fuck. Does it blow up? No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. It, it does not give a fuck. I learned anti-vehicle does not mean anti-tank. Okay. But Good it's a mine, so it hits a mine, stops for a minute to freak out about the fact it just ran over a mine, then hits another one and does this for like five minutes and then it magically passes over one of them blowing it up yeah for me to only learn that these mines are even fucking worse because the jeep in the middle hits it and it doesn't blow up (laughs) (laughs) okay except everybody piles out of the jeep Right. To say we're under attack, the commander is under fire, and then they all decide to single file down the middle of the road. Theoretically, you could just snipe the the guy you need to snipe. Yeah, but he has more mines. But I spent everything on mines. I don't have a sniper rifle. Okay. I just want to kidnap him. I don't want to kill him. Right. Okay. So they all single file down the road, and they're like, "Well, maybe I'm going to kill him this way." There's still mines on the road. (laughs) Okay. So Can humans set them off? Line. It's a mine, of course. Well. So the guy in the very front steps on a mine and just blows straight backwards and knocks out every single other person. <laughs> <laughs> very Benny Hill comedy of errors. Okay. So after this, the tanks are like, the commander is down and they just start firing because they're like, there has to be an enemy nearby. And then they spend five minutes flailing their cannons around, just shooting into these <laughs> cannon walls. Okay. As I'm sitting there staring at the commander's body, as he almost gets shot, run over, like, multiple times by these two tanks. Right. So the tanks finally drive into each other, point their cannons at each other, and then sit there. Wow. They have become each other's world to the point where I ran up beside them, stuck C4 to them, grabbed the commander, and ran off into the hills. <laughs> and then blew them up as they longingly looked into the other cannon. No, you just left them making out. No, I had to destroy them. Oh. I didn't have, like, I could have kidnapped the tanks too, but I did have to stop for it. Wow. And that is Metal Gear Solid 5 in a nutshell. Glitchy as fuck. Sometimes you kidnap people. Sometimes you don't. I really want to play this game, but I don't want to spend $79.99 on it. I did. <laughs> and that's why you should be our family member on Steam so I can play it for free. Come down, you cheap ass. <laughs> Anyways. How the fuck does this family thing work on... Oh, oh! You share libraries. Yeah, basically it's for free. Uh, Oh my! Oh yeah! Oh my! Oh my! And all you have to do is type in a code every time you start up fucking Steam. It's great. Like, wow! Mine is one, two, three, four. (laughs) Good good job. Just gonna put that out there for the world. Well, it's a it's a family setting, so it only applies to your own PC. If they can log in to my Steam account before they put in that code, basically you can play any game on their library. But if they decide to play that game, it gives you five minutes to either purchase or save and quit, and then it kicks you out. Okay. Which is like I've been playing Dark Souls, which Bobby bought, like the Prepare to Die edition, and I've been playing it constantly. Sorry. Dark Souls Pepper and Dry. <laughs> yep. Um, I've been playing that for like the last three days because he never plays Dark Souls. So yep. 
I've been playing a lot of that game. Don't worry, Corey. Bloodborne will come out soon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you can, uh... Play that when I'm, like, not playing it every day. <laughs> 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 or we can alternate. You can play Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, because I want to play Mad Max. You can you can play oh, uh, yeah, Goat Simulator and Bobby, or uh, what, what do I have? Just like random inane bullshit like Steam sales, like Pixel Junk Shooter. <laughs> All right. Uh, here, you can play from my wonderful collection of... Uh, Watch this later. Indie <laughs> games. Okay. Uh, you could play Sometimes Always Monsters. Yeah. You, uh, all of like the Binding of Isaac stuff, all the Bit Trip stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cradle, which is pretty good. Okay. For kind of just a walkabout. Uh, Dark Stunned is really good. That's not like crazy indie or anything. You should play Tormento. Um, Tormento, oh, the game you got a yeah. uh, code for. DLC Quest, which I got for less than a dollar. Yeah, same here. I, I, I own played that, it. yeah. No, I own that. No, I have oh, it too. Oh, okay. On top of that, I have, like, uh, I have Rogue I, I Legacy, which I've never beat. I have, like, DLC Quest. I have uh, Risk of Rain. I've spent two hours on DLC Quest. <laughs> Actually, never, yeah, you both do. Never played No, you don't own it. No, I do. No, it would say he's it. Oh, Plu Play, maybe, yeah, that's what... Yeah, Play. Yeah. All right, we gotta end this podcast. It's, like, over two and a half hours, and it's amazing. Oh, no. I have to, like, wave my E-peen around now. Okay, is your E-peen, like, over six, six inches? Yes. Is it girthy? Uh, Dungeon of the Endless is all the girth you'll ever need. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> you could play Euphoria. Euphoria? It's an RTS. Oh, my God. You can play Fract OSC, which is a game about building yourself, like, a weird little music studio. Okay, so you've got, a, obviously, a number of roughly how much money you've spent on Steam. Um, how much of that have you spent in increments of less than a dollar? <laughs> uh, not that much, actually. Really? You haven't spent most of the money on Steam sales? Um, nah. Like, I'm, a lot of things that buy are on sale, but most of it's still, like, five bucks. I'm kind of pissed at the way that, like, a lot of games that were indie games originally but have become mainstream are now really expensive. So, like, DayZ, H1Z1, they're Arc, Survival frame. Evolved, Rust. They're all still in stupid pre yeah, but you've just spent like twenty dollars on the game now. When they yeah, used to be it's like, not even out yet. here's a free mod for another game that you can get for like a dollar. It's still in pre-release okay. though. You could play good old Fly Wrench and just hate yourself. <laughs> that game sounds terrible. How many of the games that you oh, have in your Fly library? Just like take Super Meat Boy and then make it absurd. I never even played past the first five levels of Super Meat Boy, let alone even harder Super Meat Boy. Alright, uh, what else? How many of the games in your library have you played? Um... Percentage-wise, roughly. Over 90%. Wow! I did see, I've I've seen you playing, like, Vidici, the last... Oh, Verdi? Verdi, Verdi, Verdi. Verdi? Okay, that is, uh... So, me and a few, like, my friends that we play Dota, I play Dota with, we got into, like, idle games to do something while we, like... Oh, my God. Like, Hitsune Miku where you, like, dress up characters and shit? 
You have an obsession with it, Jimmy. Like, really stupid about them, and then I'm like, well, I have found the best one to grow a plant simulator. Like, <laughs> I do that in real life. Do I get an achievement? No. Yeah, you get achievements for growing your fucking bird. <laughs> you get a free seed every week. Oh my god. <laughs> my I... aloe vera is pretty. Thank you very much. I have real aloe vera, and I don't get achievements don't for it. But is it pretty? It's super pretty. There's like eight plants in one pot. I have sunflowers. They're they're flowers. Oh, all right. Let, let me uh, start with Verdi so I can uh, poorly pronounce some of these things. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Verdi. I'm going to pee. You guys... Oh, my God. We... <laughs> What have you done? Good luck. Good luck having him pronounce these things to you. I, I named my pot of plants marijuanas. Of course. Like the fish. <laughs> like the and fish. My the snail that comes with it is the NSA because he has to watch over my marijuanas. Oh. Like the fish. <laughs> like the fish. Alright. Let me just pull the fucking weeds out. Okay. I got no gava for my free plant. That was pretty sweet. But that's like easy to pronounce. All right. Patchai. Patchy Python. Chai? No, Patchy Python. Victoria. I totally pronounced that wrong. Calancho Rotundifolia. Probably okay. pronounced that wrong. Aeonium. Aloe vera. I already said that one. Pachifara Glauca. By Sinequa Serpents. Sinequa Rolianus. Rolianus. Yeah. I'm proud of these things because they're thirsty. He's watering his plants still. I'm watering my plants. Who's my butt? Watering my digital He's... plants. Oh <laughs> my god, that's. Oh shit. Good job. <laughs> That's when you know that life is just too much. When you're watering your digital plants to get fake achievements in a game in which the plants don't actually thrive. Actually, I'd say he's getting real achievements because even because you're the one watering your real plants and you're not getting achievements for it. Yeah, but I get stuff from it. Like, I, I'm growing leeks. But not gonna, achievements. That I'm gonna eat. But not achievements and seam cards. What? <laughs> what the fuck are seam cards? Steam. Oh, or Steam cards. You play a game for a while. Steam, like, gives you things. They give you almost all of the cards for a game, and they don't give you the last two that you need. I haven't, like, looked at those for probably about two months. Congratulations. I have... I basically completed the badge for Dota. I would have hoped so. I made... <laughs> With minus $1,500. $1 per hour. Which means I made the badge five times and then I got five foil cards and made the badge again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can I change my disappointment? <laughs> Can I change my, my disappointment in games? To what? Over the last, like, ten years of my life to just fiddles fucking Steam account. <laughs> Hey, he is playing 90% of the games he has on Steam. That yeah. is an accomplishment. Alright, I like to go through this right now and oh, actually God. just pick out things I have not played. All okay, right. that'd be a lot um, faster. 
I've played all that. That's a game that is just here in a stupid weekend deal. Uh, okay. I have to go through all 256 games here. One oh second. my god, this... Is this gonna take uh, a while? I did play... Okay, Half-Life 2 Lost Coast that's never been installed. Okay. I have it installed right now, ready to play. <laughs> um... I never did the Left 4 Dead 2 beta. <laughs> the beta. <laughs> the beta. Okay. Uh... I'm totally not gonna edit this. I'm just gonna compress it so it's all the same audio level and just fucking post it. <laughs> I assumed you would. It's got an explicit tag. Screw it. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, the ship tutorial for the ship multiplayer. <laughs> so basically, the 10% you haven't played are betas, tutorials, and demos. Uh, no, no. Sideway, which is a full game, but I got that in a bundle of games. Okay. Humble Bundle uh, or something else? No, something else. I wanted, like, one thing out of it, and it was cheaper to buy the bundle than that one thing. Mm. Uh, Even though it was only the... Which came in the same bundle. <laughs> Why buy the bundle if you're only... Because the bundle was cheaper than buying the one game. Like, wow. like literally, or are you just saying, like... No, literally. <laughs> oh. Well, Pricing okay. is dumb. Well, okay, then. Uh... Uh, exotic, and that yeah, I haven't gotten through all the Yis series yet, but I'm actually playing through them. Oh my God! Do you water artificial plants in that one? Of 250 games, I've played all of them. So it's, it's what, like 2.5 that he hasn't played then? Yeah, pretty much. Like I don't count the beta, so I I literally count like maybe tutorial. two of those. No, I don't count the tutorial either. Like, full games that he has purchased, there's maybe, like, three or four. Okay. All right, Fiddles, if you didn't win before with the disappointment, you you win now. I got to give okay. it to you. I'm not one of those... At least I, like, play what I buy. <laughs> no, you're, you're totally true, because mm. I have not played most of the games I have on Steam. Ditto. I still haven't played like critically acclaimed game, critically acclaimed games like Bastion. I tried that. I didn't really get into okay. that. Here, here's a pack story for me. I was at PAX. I could play Transistor. Yeah. I sat down to play it. Played it for like two minutes, and then got up and said I just couldn't play more because it was gonna really fucking suck when I had to stop. <laughs> And I just didn't want to get into it. At least you're honest. So I was like, nah, I won't want to leave. This will just suck when I have to stop. And I told them that. What'd they say? They were a little surprised. But I'm like, no, I, I don't want to play your demo. I just want the full game. <laughs> have you beat Transistor since? Yes. Was it good? It was good. <laughs> I love the soundtrack. I love the hell out of that soundtrack. Yeah, I've heard that the game has a really good soundtrack. What's the style? Is it like rock? Is it EDM? Is it... You can just look, look it up. It's, uh... Is it jazz punk? 
Ah, it's like, ah. Game. Yeah, it's closer to that. Like, take the Bastion one and then kind of make it more futuristic. I've again. never played Bastion. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's your fault. Yeah, just, to be fair, like, yeah, I've, I've played it. I couldn't really get into it. <laughs> I have it installed. I watched my roommate play half the game with that sultry-voiced announcer. So, yeah, that, uh... That list of games that I have played includes such wonders as Energate, the Subconsciousness of Jonathan Luxembourg. What the which fuck? Was, it was a game I bought for a dollar to play while something else installed. Wow. <laughs> okay, then. You are like rampant consumerism in a person. It leads you playing all these games. <laughs> I guess, but... <laughs> Freaking $1,600 into Dota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me whip up my dick and just rub it across this credit card holder. It's, oh, man. It smells like money and keyboards. <laughs> yeah. I get my credit card paid down. <laughs> I don't have crippling credit card down, so I'm fine about this. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I got to call it there. It's like 1.30 in the morning. Holy shit. This is not what normal podcasts do, is it? To be honest, no. I don't know you. So, yeah. If any listeners, like, you know, Steve or Jim, uh, want to tell us about their disappointment, they can email us at lowscreenpirates at gmail.com. And hopefully, someone will check the email. Corey, you should do that once in a while. Check it up to my phone. I get every email. Oh, wicked. Okay. Please don't subscribe <laughs> us to stupid email, like, things like porn and crap. There's enough of that already. I'm doing that now. Just all, like, I'm going to make it, like, the weirdest porn, too, like... Horseporn.org. No. No bestiality. It's going to be like gonzo outdoorsy porn. Is gonzo not bestiality? I don't even know what gonzo is. I just know that's a porn name. Ah, I get it. Muppets. Yeah. Ah, okay. (laughs) Anyways, so that is going to be our podcast number two, like two months after the last one. Get it? Two months after the podcast two. So that means expect three months for our next episode. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Thanks, Chuck, for like being on here as our third. Yep. You'd, if you'd you be. Want me again, just harass me. <laughs> harass you? We politely Wait. asked you on stage. Hold on, hold on. What kind of harass? Like verbally or like sexually? I don't think he or... wants you to touch you. He want, I don't think he wants him. I don't think <laughs> he wants you to touch you. somehow sexually harassed me. <laughs> just, hey, little boy. How nubile are you? Hey, so <laughs> I heard you like fake grass. You want to play with some fake grass again? <laughs> no.